Hello everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Thus Save the Lord online radio station where propagating Christ is our business. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, into this to you from Umthanga in the beautiful city of Durban. And we are actually, this is a celebration of the life and ministry of Pastor Nelly Roberts and um, the anniversary of the homegoing of uh, our pastor Fred Roberts and uh, such a special occasion. And we just want to thank you for tuning in and joining us today. And um, yeah, it's a very lovely, uh, beautiful weather outside in Durban as always. So we thank God um, for blessing us with, with such a beautiful weather. And um, as you can hear in the background, you know, there's a bit of noise. People are coming in. Um, a very um, lovely mood. People are coming in as we'll be celebrating, you know, these legends, the impact um, that they had, that they had on so, so many thousands of people across the world. And they're continuing to have even as we speak today. Uh, it's such a wonderful, wonderful occasion. And with me, um, I've got um, Mrs. Anel Williams, and uh, she's just going to be Aline. Sorry, <laughs> thank you for that. She's going to be just, um, you know, sharing with us. We're going to be interviewing different people. They're just going to be uh, telling us the impact that you know the ministry and the life of uh, these legends that we are celebrating today had on their lives. So, ma'am, uh, welcome. To that say the Lord. Thank you, and, uh, It's good it's to be here. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for taking the opportunity to, to chat to us and to chat to our listeners. We've got people listening from all over the country, even some listening from the U.S., from Canada. So just tell us in, in brief, um, what does, you know, um, the, the, the ministry of um, um, Pastor Fred and Pastor Nelly what what impact did it did it have on your life, and actually, what 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 does it mean to you? Well, first of all, Esther, I just want to say, I'm so grateful to be a part of this gathering. It's really a privilege to be here, just to honour our late Pastor Fred and also our sister Nell. Um, they've really just been such a blessing to us, you know. Yeah, and yes. um, I've had quite a few occasions of, of, of having to, uh, speaking to them yes. and you know and they they're such a there's been such a wonderful loving uh, humble couple and and I've seen firsthand how they love people yes and yes. Um, also you know the teachings that we've got from them I always remember my husband saying you know when he first came to Durban Christian Center he had one pants and one uh, jacket that he used to wear every yes. week to church yes. and he yes. says he says Pastor Fred taught us about faith Wow! and he says um, because Pastor Fred taught us about faith that today you know we we are we are so blessed yes. and, and yes. God has just blessed us because of us learning to exercise our faith yes. because of the teachings that we got from Pastor exactly. Fred and Sister exactly. Nelly and also you know um, uh, I always think of Sister Nell with her song uh, nothing, is nothing is impossible. <laughs> that's and, the, that, that's the really, Devon Christian Center national it's anthem. It's national <laughs> anthem, honestly. And I, and I always just think to myself, 
you know, whenever we're going through different difficult trials and things yes. like that, she, her voice always just pops up there, you know, yes, nothing is impossible. Definitely. And truly nothing is impossible with God. Yes, we prove yes. it even in our lives, you know, yes, at times yes. when you have some insurmountable difficulties and exactly. things like that. And you realize, wow, you know, when you put your trust in God, when you give it all to Him, That's nothing true. is impossible with Him. He's Amen. able to do wow. exceedingly, abundantly above That's all so, that we can so ask for things. And um, sorry to cut you in, uh, how long have you been in the Devon Christian Center? I've been in Durban Christian Center now. It's about 25 years. Wow. That I've been at Durban Yo, Christian a quarter Center. of a decade. Yes. So, and it's just been our home, you know. It's just been our home. Yes. And, and we just give God praise for, for the love and the care that we've received at Durban Christian Center. Yes, yes. And, and I'm um, sure even your children also. Even the children. Um, it's just been home to them and exactly. the grandchildren as well. Wow, wow. And, um, it's so this has been a generational. You know, they've, <laughs> they've got a legacy and we're following yes, in that legacy yes. as the family of God. Wow. And we just give God thanks and praise for Pastor Fred and Sister Nell. That's They've wonderful. just been such a blessing, such an inspiration to yes, us. Yes, and leading and by example. Leading by example. You know, they've they've paved the way, exactly. which makes it easier for us exactly. just to to you That's know, right. like Pastor John always like to say, we're standing on their shoulders. Right, they exactly. pioneered the way, Definitely. which made it easy for those who come Definitely. behind, you know, to yes. to yes. to take it from there. Yes. Just one last question. And uh, I will be done. And you're doing okay. very well. <laughs> what, what, what is the one thing, uh, if you were to think of the 25 years that you've been in, um, in, this, uh, in, you know, in the ministry with, with um, Pastor John, I mean, sorry, Pastor Fred and Pastor Nelly, what impact did you, what is one thing that you can say stand out for you? I think the, the, the one thing that has stood out for me is the love, the humility, and just being real. Wow. You know, and um, knowing that that things that we go through, they've also been through, so we yes. can always relate with them. Wow. You know, wow. when the things that we go through, and knowing that as God has taken them through, so He is able to take us through as well. Wow. Amen. Mrs. Williams, thank you so much for your time. I hope to catch up with you later if you have time. Okay, thank, <laughs> thank you, Lesros. Uh, right. Thank you. Well, there you go. It was Mrs. Williams just sharing with us um, the, you know, her experiences that she had with um, um, Pastor Fred and the late Pastor Fred and Pastor Nelly. As you can hear in the background, actually, the function is about to begin. They're busy addressing um, the delegates. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. So we're going to be chipping in. Every now and again, we'll chip into what's happening in the function um, so as to let you know what's going on. And, um, you know, for you to, some of you may not know about uh, Pastor Fred, um, who has since gone on to be with the Lord, and his beautiful wife, um, uh, Pastor Nelly Roberts, that have really pioneered um, the work of the Lord in this, in this city of Durban, and the work that has actually you know, just gone around the world and it has been wonderful. So we'll chat to you just now. Just going to take a music break and then we're going to continue in this uh, special live broadcast. It was significant that during this period of time, 
uh, on this particular day, Dad had said, go shopping at my mom and present. And so we had our cameras out to film uh, what he wants to purchase for, for Grand. And I think Dad knew it was around about 5 p.m., 4 30, 5 p.m. He sent us out to go. In the morning. Right? In the morning, well, it was, well, I think by the time we got back, it was in the afternoon. And uh, when we got back that afternoon, uh, Dad talked to all of the family and uh, shared with us about eternity and what he was seeing in the presence of God and while he was here. And what a wonderful witness and testimony to know. Sometimes we say to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But during that period of time, Dad actually described what heaven looked like, what it was like, and then actually talked to each and every one of us as a family member. And so we're grateful for the legacy he left. Someone said to me recently, I'm going to go to Durban to build Dr. Fred's legacy. I said, you cannot build someone else's legacy. You carry your own anointing and you build what God has called you to do. We can thank God for the foundation that was laid. And the Bible says, never tear up the old foundations. And uh, so, that's, so we build on that foundation of faith. So as we come to say, have grace day, celebrate uh, this period with mom. And those of you who have been a part of DCC and Christian Center for so many years, thank you for your faithfulness, your commitment. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that this day we can celebrate your goodness, your love. We thank you that in all these things, you said we're more than conquerors. We thank you for a legacy of faith. We thank you that during times when there was absolutely nothing, Dad continued to fight the good fight of faith. Built a sure foundation in each and every one of us. And we're here today as his children, his grandchildren, here to honor Mom. And we thank you for your blessing and your strength on Mom today. Bless us through to our bodies. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 I want to just take this moment to thank you, Mom, for being who you are. Thank you for your faith. Thank you for your unconditional being there for me and my kids being here for all of us. I mean, I look at Gorga today and Nicole and you guys lost your dad or your dad's gone on to be with the Lord in your moment, so I know you know what it feels like. And so thank you guys for being here today. And thank you, Mom, again. We want to celebrate today. It's a challenge, but I think you're probably one of the strongest people I know. <laughs> when you went to get your driver's license, you told me they made you come. <laughs> Mount Kilimanjaro, so you climbed 20 steps and then you climbed back down again and had to go back up. So thank you for imparting that strength to us as women to be strong, to stand on our own two feet, to know that God will answer our prayers. That sometimes as women we can think, well, you know, it's up to our husband, but you never looked like that. You always had your own faith and pushed Dad forward. So. Thank you for that. And so <clears throat> we want to see nothing is impossible. And then we're going to play the ministry video. And while we do that, we can go ahead and, and eat. And we still will have some guests arriving. But 
Thank you. All right, let's do nothing is impossible, guys. Can you get up? say the Lord online radio as you can hear uh, you know the, no- the noise in the background we basically the function has just started and uh, we're actually singing the what we call the Devon Christian Center National Anthem which is nothing is impossible this is a song by Pastor Nelly you know that she always sings to encourage everyone and here's a song nothing is impossible with God your trust in God. You'll be hearing every now and again there'll be um, um, sound in the background because we'll be actually broadcasting live uh, from the function itself where we're honoring the life and the ministry of the late Pastor Fred. Well, the, the ministry of the late Pastor Fred and the life, you know, the ministry of um, his dear beautiful wife. Um, Mama Nelly Roberts, Pastor Nelly Roberts.
ideas. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. I like that. Watch now in all things and do afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. Fight the good fight of faith. such an honor to be here and a privilege and, and I think I speak for everyone here. 
I don't think there's a single country in the world that hasn't been influenced on meeting Pastor Fred. I remember you and, and Pastor Fred were, were walking through Gateway. They always used to like that little pizza shop on the side. And I know that because I've always seen them there. I never had the confidence to go out and say hello. And I remember the one day I was actually the first time I was speaking at, at, at Pastor Lou's church. And I remember everything had gone wrong in that day. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And I came, I came to Gateway because I left my razor at home. And if you, my, my dad says, you never leave the house without shaving. And I had this overnight stubble and, and we'd just been working and building the one church in Richards Bay. And, and you know what? Everything went wrong and I was there, some baggies and, and some flip-flops and, and this overgrown beard. And, and, I, and I walked past and, and Pastor Nelly and Pastor Fred walked past me and I said, you know what, Sa, Sa today's the day. I'm going to just, I'm going to go over there and meet them. Because we, we run, we have two Christian family churches and Christian family is a church that was actually birthed out of Durban Christian Center through Apostle Theo. So we, we very close. And so what I did is I remember I walked up to the table and I said, hey, Pastor Fred, you know what? Um, you don't know who I am, but I just want to let you, I want to just let you know uh, that I'm coming, to, I'm coming to speak at church tomorrow. And he looked at me, looked me up and down. He said, you must be one of Theo's boys. And I looked at him and I said, I felt like, I don't know, is this a positive thing or is this a negative thing? Because I could just go back to hello. And so I just remember, never met me ever before. And he just, he sat there at, at lunch and he just spoke to me for the next eight minutes. To tell you the honest truth, I can't believe, I can't actually remember a single word that he's saying because I thought, does he even know he's speaking to me? I know he's speaking to me, but... And there was just this, this overwhelming presence of just love. Love, understanding, the ability to realize who God's created you to be. So often people are intimidated by where they are. They think that their present situation has to determine their future. But your future doesn't have to look anything like your present situation. And if we could all take that lesson from what you, Pastor Nelly and Pastor Fred, had put into this ministry, the ability to unlock the anointings and the callings on each and every person connected to you, the gospel would have no problem being preached around the world. So we want to honor you and we want to thank you. And I want to thank you so much for the privilege of being able to stand up here. Thank you for letting me through the door. We appreciate that. God bless you guys. Enjoy the church of Jesus Christ. Yeah, the church, the church that was birthed out of Durban Christian Center. Joy, one of my mom's dearest friends, and uh, she always said to me, how is my friend? Thank you, Joy. Shall we just pray? Shall we close our eyes and pray? Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your love through my friend. Thank you for your faithfulness over my life. Thank you for such a treasure, such a beautiful blessing over my life and over my family. 
and over the family of God in the name of Jesus and more especially over the family of my friend. And thank you, Father God, for blessing her with such encouraging heart, unconditional love, motherly love over each one of us in the name of Jesus. Amen. My friend, I would love to uh, humbly thank you from the bottom of my heart. I met you when I was uh, from high school and I had lost my granny. I didn't have a mom and dad to bring me up. And I had lost somebody I treasured that was my granny. And I found in you a friend, a person who could understand me as a person, a person who has been loving all the way. I didn't see any difference between myself and Joy Bell and Wendy and the rest of your children. And I found you embracing everyone around you and the church. And thank you for being obedient to God. Your obedience has extended to influence multiples of families, multiples of lives, bringing about healing. And I thank you personally, my friend, for being there for me. Moving over to the things of God, you are a woman of faith. Sometimes, initially, I could not understand when you said nothing is impossible. But I was able to relate to that at a time when God singled me out and put me there on the roadside. Just like the blind man towards the city of Jericho, he was standing there all alone begging for arms from anybody who could pass by. And he heard that there was a commotion around. And he wanted to find out from people as to what happened. And people said, it's Jesus of Nazareth passing by. And he shouted, he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Each one of us has been put by God in a position of seeking God personally and to have a personal relationship with God. And Jesus responded. He said, bring him to me. And people said, no, stop shouting. This is Jesus. Jesus said, bring him to me. Because Jesus wants a personal relationship with the person. And Jesus said, your faith has healed you. And that is when I found out what you meant when you said nothing is impossible with God. 
it is when you find yourself face to face with his only son, Jesus. And you are able to shout for yourself and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many of us have gone through that and they found Jesus for oneself and they've been given opportunities to shout out aloud because of your encouragement, because of your faith and because you have sent that word of God into our hearts to touch us and make us realize that we need Jesus even more. And that is your influence that you have had over Pastor Fred. He wouldn't have been where he was were it not for you. I love it when your strength has extended to your children. I see each girl of yours mimicking you, doing exactly what you did over their lives, over your own life. And I know that the same influence that you have had over your girls and your boy and your sons-in-law and your biological son, that is the same influence that you have had over each one around this place. You are a blessing, my friend, a big blessing in the body of Christ. We could not have asked God for more than a mother that you have been, that you are to us. And we thank you for Pastor Fred. You know how husbands are. You know how they are. You know. They stand up on the pulpit and say they are called. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, somebody else is driving Jesus into them. Amen. My friend, Jesus is love. That is why they are commanded to love. Because they can't obey Jesus. Is there a command commanding a woman to love? No. Because it comes natural. But for our poor husbands, they are commanded by God to love. And the worst part of it is that husbands, without loving, you will never see God. Because if you don't love, you don't know God. He doesn't dwell in you, and you don't dwell in Him. But we, we women, we, amen, we keep on instilling that love, bringing that light over their lives for them to love. I thank you so much, my friend. May God continue to bless you abundantly. Amen. May I just say something to your girls and boy? Just say. I've also noticed, my friend, that these kids of ours, they start dominating us as we grow older. 
going to jump off. I'm still telling them quickly because I've seen from your side that you can't do what you want anymore. Yeah? I'm, I'm, I'm actually telling mine to jump off now. For as long as I can say it, I tell them to jump off. Because I've seen it in you. They become our bosses. I don't know who puts them in that position. Who, who gave you authority to be <laughs> <laughs> And my sister Joy standing sitting there too. She's not the boss. She walks you in my have... mother. You know what? She walks in my mother's house sometimes and she says she's the boss. She's giving my, mom, my mother the day off. <laughs> she tells her when she can have the day off. She, my mother says, I'll have as many days off as I want. <laughs> Submit to her so that she does not go around bossing everybody. <laughs> Where is he? Where is he? John. I was going to tell him to submit to you so that you leave my, my, my friend alone. Llewellyn, don't feed my friend cakes. Agreed. Amen. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for your love. Well, there you have it. It was just uh, Mrs. Joy who was uh, paying tribute to Pastor Nelly. They've been friends for many, many, many years. You know, the, the life and the ministry of uh, Pastor Fred, late Pastor Fred and Pastor Nelly, uh, you know, has impacted thousands and thousands of people. speakers just coming up just to pay tribute to thank them uh, to thank Pastor Nelly you know, for the impact that they've had in their lives so it is quite, uh, quite a privilege actually to be here and to hear of um, the kind of things that they have done for the Lord and the impact that they've had on the nations because many of the people that have graduated from um, Devon Christian Center Bible School and uh, the ministry of uh, Pastor Fred Roberts have actually gone around the world you know pioneering the work of the Lord so it has been fantastic it has been great you are listening to this uh, the Lord on my radio station we are preaching and propagating Christ as our business today we are broadcasting live from Coastland Hotel in Umsanga, the beautiful city of Durban, and um, that is where we are having this uh, broadcast and celebrating the life and the ministry of uh, Pastor Fred and his beautiful wife, Pastor Nelly Roberts. And see everybody here together. We just want to thank God for the privilege of being part of this family, of being, you know, I remember when you first walked into the into the church, it was at the at the embassy. And the walk-in was the right at the back. And I saw this incredible church and I saw this incredible anointing. And I thought to myself, I missed it. You know, here's a church where the glory of God is. Where have I been my life? 
and uh, little knowing that we will have a part of this ministry. We want to thank you. And uh, I think myself being part of this, almost like John said, uh, the disciple that Pastor Fred loved, he loved me. And can never walk away. And we thank God for that and for you, Sister Nanny. I think and what so, you're trying to say is we love the, the, the father and mother that we see in you. That's what I, I'm reconfirming the same thing. That, that would be so. We didn't see a pastor, we saw a, 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 a mother and a father. And you taught us, and you taught us with love. Yes, you did discipline us. Yeah, you did. I, I, was, I, was, I was sent off the platform, my sister. Yes. <laughs> Twice. Twice. So guys, that's on the platform. Sent off the platform. Back. But you know what, that's a learn, and that's how you grow. And we've learned so much, and we've grown so much. And uh, that's the anthem. Nothing is impossible with God. You know, come, come in faith. But um, you helped us raise our family. You helped my wife find her voice. And, uh, and I've got a voice now, believe me. <laughs> I don't shut up anymore. <laughs> you know why? Because because as women we've so we've got such a strong voice that we can we we can be a pillar in the house of God. Amen. We can be a pillar in our home. We can be a pillar in our children. I used to say sometimes, John, you know, you're a little bit too hard on the kids. But if I didn't have a voice, I would have kept quiet and I would have damaged children today. But because Sister Nanny says, come on now, you speak. You've got a voice. And I was such a timid person. Sister Nanny, even Sister Nanny said one day, I don't think this child's going to make it in the ministry. Remember, Joy? God, I going to make it. Because even me, I would just cry. Tears would just come out. But, but with the love. And no money. No money can give that. You, you made me feel confidence in you. And because you made me feel confidence, I was able to make him confidence. And then it's just it's just a circle. Amen. And then I was able to make my children confident because I never saw myself as a victim anymore. Because that's what the enemy wanted me to feel like a victim. In the but I used to grow. Oh, I'll never we, we call them. And it's okay for the pastors. That's <laughs> Come on now, wait till <laughs> But uh, it's wonderful. It's a great day to share today and to honor Pastor Fred and to honor you, Sister Now. And I uh, think God kept you around because he knew all the men still fear you greatly. <laughs> so you will just carry that legacy for a little while more. We'll all make sure we walk uh, straight. But I want Justin Angelique to just say something. No, I needed to come all prayed up. I was prepared and found the way here. I have to say, for I think if I speak for myself and my sister, where Auntie Nelly was definitely someone who'd be real. And uh, in the ministry, it's very hard to find some in some churches, but in our church, people are real. She's not saying something on stage and then. In the background, she's letting you slack. She'll let you know how it is, but with love. And um, I think from my side, I've seen so much of possibility in Montenegro and my parents. And uh, I know that's a big honor to say, uh, because 
I believe that also with actual God's guidance, they wouldn't be who they are, and they wouldn't have been able to impart that into us. And uh, I think often we don't realize how important you guys were in our lives as well. And uh, even though we're not blood, we are family, and it's even deeper. And I uh, really want to appreciate you for that, so thank you, and we love you.
celebration of the life and the ministry of Pastor Fred and Pastor Nelly. So people are just coming to you know give tributes and to honor these legends and the difference that they've made um, in so many people's lives. So you'll be hearing every now and again we chip into into the service or into the function so that you can be able to also hear what is taking place, what is happening. It's really the mood is, is quite quite good and uh, to, to hear the difference that um, they have made in so many people's lives is such such an awesome thing, such an encouraging um, thing to hear that one life, two lives, one, a man and a woman who decided to basically um, deny themselves of the privileges of life and just pursue the, pe- the plan and purpose of God for their lives and how multitude and multitude and multitude of people have come to know the Lord. It's quite wonderful. It's, it's so beautiful. So we're getting on in this uh, live broadcast. In the beautiful city of Devon, we're actually in Umsanga, the beautiful city of Devon, where we are broadcasting live uh, from there. Thank you.
do that for us because we were too busy to actually go and look at houses so we could come and stay close by to you in Westville. So we just want to thank you for what you've done. So are you in Westville right now? Yeah, we've been there for 15 years now. In Westville? In Westville, just in the grocery they used to stay in Harrison. Did you found the house? Not the one that we got, that she found a few, some we didn't like, some were okay, some were too expensive. It's different taste, but we just want to thank you for that. Yeah, from Anshanda, yeah, we love that. So we just want to thank you. Our kids are ground in the word, Blanks in the States, and Evie and Cedric, they are always thinking about you and always talking about you. So we just want to thank you for what you've done in our lives. Amen. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. Joy, why don't you just come and stand and do whatever you want to do? I know maybe you can dance. We can dance together. Oh, <laughs> and now, uh, thank you, Nicole. on the stage, we're going to have Jesus Dome, Phoenix, and in Hillcrest. You know, different people are coming to pay tributes. Pastor Joy is also a daughter to Pastor Fred and Pastor Nelly Roberts. And she's just going to be sharing anything on also about her parents and listening.
but I think for all of us that are here as women, you've always said, listen, you better get up and get going and do what God's called you to do, whether you like it or not. So thank you, Mom, that we can stand on your shoulders because you and Dad were pillars. Thank you for everything that you mean to us. We love you. We're grateful. We thank you. And uh, thank you once again. Love you, Mom. Thank you, Joy. Thank you. Thank you. Mom, you want to say something? You want to say something from your chair? You want to come up here? You want to come up here? Can Joy come well, up to the stage? Well, you standing? Pastor Joy Torrance, also just paying tribute to uh, Pastor Nell. Now we're on the stage. Pastor Nell herself. She's also going to be basically just replying or responding to uh, the wonderful Well, I'm so touched to see yes, all Pastor of you Lee, because uh, all of you are so special to me. All of you are so special in those early years when you were there for us. Thank you for your hands. Thank you for being there. You know, we, we could never have done what we did do if it weren't for you. And that's uh, something you hold in your heart. You know, these people that God brings into your life. And they can never be removed. They are always there. And so I want to just thank everybody. I just want to say thank you to Margaret. Because Margaret used to look after the books. And when we were building the dome, she'd come to me and say, can you pray with me we've got a real challenge and then Margaret and I we used to get together and we used to pray she used to be there and then she used to come and say no it's fine it's all done it's all done it's all fine and so you know many times when I used to say nothing is impossible people thought that it was just my favorite tune but we were singing it because we needed a miracle in that dome we needed people to be born again. We needed people when they walked in there, they should feel the presence of God. Because that's why we go to church. We don't go for good sermons. We go for a message. We go for a, a worship. We open the windows of heaven so people can receive the word of God. I would never be who I am today if it wasn't for my donkey myself. He was so committed. I remember when we were first married and he'd get up and he would say for the pulpit, he'd say, Oh, I love Jesus so much. He's the first in my life. And when we got home, I'd say, Hey, how can Jesus be the first in life? And he told me I'm the first in your life. But we loved each other. When we got married, we had nothing. I mean, nothing. He asked me if I'd eat porridge three times a day if I was willing to come in the ministry with him. But at the altar, we gave our hearts to each other. It wasn't how much we had or how much we didn't have. We had Jesus as the center of our lives. And that was the most important thing. And the thing that I loved about him most was that he was at home the same as he was in the pulpit. He never was one thing, I never, he never raised his voice to me all the years we were married. 
if I used to give him a bit of a hard time, he used to walk away and then I'd say, hey, where you going? I don't want to start this very real war. So I'll walk away. But anyway, it's wonderful. It's wonderful for me to have my children here today. And I've watched Joy Bells walk the road that she's had to walk now by faith. I never forget them on Sunday morning. She got up and sang with her guitar on the goodness of God. And I was so moved because I realized that was a prayer of her heart when she and John were building. There were so many challenges at that time. But she's finished the task and I'm proud of her. I'm proud of Linda Neville that blue. They built in Jesus Church, and that's the most important thing. If we call of God is to build Jesus Church, to love Jesus people. And so today I'm grateful my children spoil me. Every day I get calls, are you alright mom? Luella brings me cake and sweets and every day he's there. And then he looks at me and he says, what's the matter with you today? And I say, no, nothing. And then he put his hands on me and pray for me and cast the devil out, you know. <laughs> so I think I've got rid of a few of them now. But anyway, I'm proud of my children. I'm proud of my grandchildren. They're serving the Lord and even my great little grandson. He's only nine or ten. And at school he asked the headmistress when they were having morning prayers, could he say something? And they said, yes, get up. You're welcome to say something. So you have to preach the whole message of salvation. How that you be saved. So you know when it's in your DNA, your children realize this is eternity we deal with. And the Pastor Fred always used to say to me, you know, honey, we've got to stand in the presence of God one day and we've got to give an account of what we've done in the body. You know, all of us are not perfect. None of us are not perfect. I'm the last one that's perfect. But you know what? Every, every day, we, we do what God tells us to do the best we, we have. And I just want to thank those of you who've been so faithful to me, Pastor Fred, the Pastor Franny and Pat and Joy and John and Reed and Neville. And I love you. I'll always love you. You always have a special place in my heart. I could say so much more, but I see Pastor Ron there. What would we have done without Pastor Ron? And you know, Pastor we didn't know what to go and do in the building. Pastor Ron, I'd say shame. And what about his wife? No, met Pastor Ron. Mr. Ron will come, so thank you, your lovely wife. So many others here. I just want to say thank you, I love you. Thank you for being here today. God bless you, many more. And if I've got anybody else, I'm sorry, but I love you and I appreciate you being here today. God bless you.
and um, how their lives have been impacted. You can continue to listen on. Thank you so much for being such a great blessing to us. Thank you for all the sacrifices, the love that has been a drive for you to do what you did and what you are doing. We are the harvest today. We are we are the, the result of all the seeds that have been sown. May the Lord bless you, may He keep you, and may He cause His face to shine upon you. We love and appreciate you. Thank you. He's also giving you a big tribute and just sharing the impact that in the life and the ministry of Pastor Staley and Fred Roberts had on his life. And the work that he's actually doing in Mozambique, actually doing the work in Mozambique that has been, you know, supported by Pastor Fred, which is just one of the many, 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 many works across the world that he has, you know, helped either to start or to support or to push through the man who loved God, the man who wanted to see the kingdom of God expand. Listening to Pastor Ron as he speaks about um, the impact that Pastor Fred had in his life. You know, because she wanted me to hold his hand so that he, because of the balance, uh, but uh, you know what I experienced, and uh, uh, I remember when I was in Angola, and uh, interpreting was the first time in my life that interpreted a big stadium like that. And uh, you know I was so amazed because uh, I could see that he was there for Jesus. He was there, uh, you know, to see his souls getting saved. And before the meeting, he asked me, Ron, I want you to give everything that you have. Today is not about me. Today is about you. You are the one that's going to speak the language. I want you to give the best. Don't look at me. You look at the people. And I say, oh my God. It was a quite a responsibility. But I, was, I saw how humble he was. You know, he could take all the glory for himself. But he was always a person to encourage us to move on with the things of God. And we thank God. Even with my director. He was an Hindustan man. But he had favor with a lot of people, not only the believers. I don't know how my director knew him, but he was well known. That he said, anytime Pastor Fred comes to the office, I want you to take him to the boardroom. 
you can take time with him because during the time that we've been doing the building and uh, you know the, the the plans and everything and he said anytime pastor friend walks here please he is welcome to come here do whatever you want to do and we say thank you Lord, for that. thank you for blessing I greet you all in the name of Jesus. I just want to say that uh, we are in the country uh, 35 years. And since we came from Mozambique, we found uh, this church BCC and we joined. And I, I know that everything went so well with us, even in our lives. And we learned a lot with uh, Pastor Fred Roberts and uh, Pastor Nelly. And, and I, 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 we were so happy to, be, to belong to this church because we are grown and we learn a lot with them. And uh, also want to thank all the pastors for helping us when we came to this country. And it wasn't so easy at the beginning, but God, with God, everything is possible. And I just want to thank everyone that prayed for us, and God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Julius. Thank you. Thank you. Not Sandy, you've been with DCC a long time, but you've got quite a testimony, I think. Sister Lily, pastor, friends, leaders, elders, family. Um, we came to Little Christian Center about 30 years ago, and uh, we were saved under Dr. Pillar and Sister Lady's ministry. And I remember for the first month or so, we used to come up every time Pastor Pillar gave an altar call to make sure that we were saved. And one night, Sunday night, the Pastor Pillar laid his hands on us, and we fell under the power of God. And after that, we never came up again because we knew that God really has done something in our life. And, um, you know, you come to a, a large ministry and you think that the pastors are unreachable. But Sister Lily and Pastor Fred were never unreachable. They were always there. And I remember whenever we would do something nice for Pastor Fred, he'd always say, that's very kind of you. And he often, you know, looked at me when I would come into church on a Sunday in the parking lots. He'd look at me and he'd say, is this man taking care of you? I'll say, yes, I'm certainly taking care of me. And he was like a proud father because when we would sit in the pastor's lounge after the meeting and there would be guests, they would say, do you know this, she runs the business while her husband's overseas. And he was so proud, you know, to, to speak good of us. And um, I remember, it was many, many years ago, my dad was, was hospitalized. And the doctors did not know what was wrong with him because he became just suddenly paralyzed from his, from his, from his uh, waist down. And um, nothing was too hard for Pastor Fred, nothing was too difficult for him 
you know, he, he would go wherever. And we asked him, Dr. Fred, would you please come and pray for my dad? And he said, sure, no problem. And, and, and my dad was in a, he wasn't in a private institute, he was in a government hospital. We picked him up and he went. And he said to my dad, you were too young to die. And my father said, yes, I will, I will take up my bed and go. So he laid his hands on my dad and the power of God instantly touched my dad. And he was raised back up again, walking. And he's going to be almost 80 in February. So this was many years ago. And that's the miracle power of God that God used Pastor Fred. You know, he prayed for my son, Kyle, when Kyle was a little boy, and God healed him. He prayed for Caleb, and God healed him. So we are testimony that Durban Christian says it is a place where miracles happen. And Sister Nelly, you know the times that I spent with you in the pastor's lounge, those times when you would just talk to me, those were such special times. And you know, I always, I never regarded you really as a friend because I had too much of respect for you. You were always a mother figure and I would cross boundaries with you because you were just too much of a respectful person for me. And I used to really cherish the time you used to stick to me. I used to take it and you know, I used to do something with it. And when, when, because we were in business together, when he used to make decisions which I didn't approve of, I would always say, I'm going to phone Sister Nelly and tell her about you. And then I knew I had it before I wanted. But as you, we have said that Sister Nelly, the word faith applies so promptly or distinguishes Sister Nelly. Sister Nelly, I, because of you, I have learned not to put pressure on him and not to depend on him for anything. But instead, I've learned to, to take my prayers to the Lord. And I always tell him, whenever I pray, God always answers my prayers. So, Sister Nelly, I just want to say thank you for being the person you were, you are, and for the wise words that you so often shared with me. I'm so grateful and thankful to you. But Mike spent more time with Pastor Fred than I did, so you'll take you further. Hi to everybody. Hi to Sister Nelly, all the pastors, all the leaders here. I walked to Durban, Durban Christian Center 30 years ago. We were living in one bedroom flat. But the blessing and the loyalty will pass the flat of life. Transferred onto my life. I've been gay, I've been successful because of Pastor Flynn and DCC. Before I walked in 30 years ago, every seed that Pastor Fred sown, every blessing on his life, because I was in alignment with him, had transferred onto my life. That's the only reason that I became successful. It's not what I knew, but because I honored my spiritual father. You know, I, uh, I used to go with Pastor Fred to preach when he used to preach here locally, many times overseas as well. 
and there's so much, so much miracles used to take place in the meetings. And the next day, nobody knows anything because Pastor Fred never blew his own whistle. He never said, oh, so many people were healed. And, but the word will go around it. A lot of people got healed at the meetings. But he's, he will never take the credit for it. He was such a humble, loving, caring man of integrity. It was just an honor and a privilege for me to be around him. When we traveled overseas, same story. Wherever he preached, a lot of people got healed. A lot of healings. One day I asked him, I said, Pastor Fred, so many people got healed, but I never hear you talking about it. He says, he said to me, I'm not here to take people's praises. He says, today, people build, they, they look at you and they want you to perform. So today, if you perform good, then they applaud you. But tomorrow, if you do something wrong, they will start to curse you. So he says, he's only worried about bringing souls into the kingdom. I mean, I used to go to a funeral, Pastor Fred, and Pastor Fred would give an altar call in the funeral. It was all about souls for Pastor Fred. He always told me, his, his calling is to empty hell and fill heaven with souls. So it was, Sister Nelly, it was an honor and a privilege to be with Pastor Fred, and we love and appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Sanda, um, won't you come and uh, be... Well, there you have it. Just uh, the platform here at Segi, who was just... Um, now sharing on how his interaction with Pastor Fred and how he served the Lord with Pastor Fred and the same anointing that was on him also rubbed off the same anointing that was on Pastor Fred also rubbed off on him I'm just reminded about Elijah and Elisha how that Elisha served Elijah and the anointing that was on Elijah actually you know, rubbed off on Elisha the stage we have uh, John and his wife Sisanda Mulenga. They also just been what Pastor Fred has done in their lives. You are listening to that said the Lord Online Radio. We are preaching and propagating Christ. It's our business. We are actually broadcasting live to you from uh, the Coastal Hotel in Utlanga that is in Durban, Natal, South Africa. We hope that as you are listening to this, you get inspired, you get into those who may not know Pastor Fred, who has since gone on to be with the Lord and his, um, Pastor Fred and his wife, Sister Nelly, you get together a glimpse of actually, you know, what they have done, how they have served God, how they gave their lives for the good of Christ. You can actually visit the website www.devonchristiancenter.com where you will find more about their ministry. And I'm sure even if you found the church, which is um, 0312425000, and someone there can be able to assist you if you need more information about the ministry and about the work ministry and the life of Pastor Fred and the work that they have done for the Lord. It's, it's amazing. It's incredible.
incredible. How important the name of it's incredible. Is. So on the platform now we have John and Sisanda Molenga. They're also paying tribute to this legend that we are celebrating today. You can and listen I'm in. asking myself, Sisanda, what do you want to be remembered as when you leave this planet Earth? Because Pastor Fred has run his race and left with lives. As we are all sitting here, I know that we are sitting with different reasons. But the reason that we are all here is because of Pastor Fred and his legacy in Mamnili. When you are sitting with Mamnili, you just want to listen to her. You just want to take her home because of the wise words <laughs> that she impacts into your lives and the stories that she tells you. You just become a sponge and suck everything that she says. We, we really, we are so thankful and we are so grateful. We have actually taken the words and the wisdoms to also grow our own kids from you. I thank you. Uh, greetings to all of you uh, and all protocol observed. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's how good Mamnelio done. Um, I heard your messages that was in Zambia 20 years ago. Wow. And um, exactly. in Zambia. And uh, thank God I'm here, I came to DCC and I managed to find a beautiful woman like this one here. That has given me four kids. So that's how we are referring to me in some way. Um, thank you so much for sharing, Pastor Fred. Uh, you're not selfish, but you gave my way with people like me. That uh, whatever that you share is not only in South Africa, but out of South Africa. It has done a lot of impact. I think Pastor Fred believed in us. Um, the other thing I would say is that uh, you focus on so many. Yeah. And if all of us I think we can run with that, then I think we should be doing justice to Pastor Fred because it's all about winning souls. Thank you so much for, for being there. Thank you so much for standing with it. Uh, when I was looking at reading something uh, about the press, 63 years of marriage is a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of time. 63 years is a lot of time. I'm not even yet 63 years. But you managed to put yourselves together to bring up kids like um, that you see Pastor Lou. And I was a pastor. I was, most of the time he says at one time he went to the club and to play out of the club. Yeah. You know, only a woman, remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only a woman, I think, um, of power can be able to do that because she understood what was invested in Pastor Lou. Yeah. And she was fighting that. So Pastor Lou, thank you so much. I mean, Pastor, I mean, ma'am, Dr. Nelly, thank you so much for that input. And we're praying every day for our kids because of what you've done. Every day, you know, it's a page that you're opening. And to see you standing there, you know, it's uh, an impartation. I think it's a right time for us to take as much as we can from her. You know, so that we can take that pattern and run to the next level, to the next generation. Let's not work. Let's get together and do what Pastor Fred and Pastor Nelly stood for. Winning source. God bless you and thank you so much. There you have it. It was just John and his uh, wife, Sisanda Malenga. And uh, they're just paying tribute, you know, that he had Pastor John's messages from uh, Zambia. Um, he had Lord's message, he had uh, Pastor John, Pastor, I beg your pardon, Pastor Fred's message while he was in Zambia. 
Arthur Fred traveled the world. He literally traveled the whole world, preaching the gospel and um, the footprint that he left all over. He believed in in um, winning souls. His favorite saying was that winning the lost at any cost. He wouldn't spare a thing to make sure that souls are won for the Lord. And you know, we need that um, that kind of inspiration, that kind of encouragement today, because it's almost as if you know, to souls it don't matter anymore. And to him, we are told how that he used to even at a funeral, he would give it for people to get saved. He would he wouldn't spare a thing. Every opportunity, every moment that he got to save souls, he would use. Winning the lost at any cost. So on the platform now we also have uh, Lloyd and Ayanda Piri. They're also just paying tribute um, to these legends and to for you know for the impact that um, Pastor Fred and Pastor Nene had on their lives. You can listen in. It couldn't have been any other father. It had to be Babuwe to bring a change in my home. If not for Babuwe's daily testimonies, I don't think my loving, wonderful husband would be here today. Babalu's past somehow similar to my husband's past. As a result, from there I got to know that God is a God of second chances. God is a God of love. I, in the journey as well, learned that it's not how you started, but how you finish. And the Robert family is everything to me. I'm one of those wives, though the stigma of my husband's nation is there, that I'm one of those wives that walked on because of who my husband was going to be. Okay, thank you so much for allowing God to use you even in areas where people see no need for change, that it's over. And with Babulu, um, Babulu was in the areas when we came to the Interesting Center, we, after second service, because we had kids, we could only make it for second service. And you always leave saying, ouch, 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 ouch. <laughs> because, because and Gogo, it, it hasn't changed. Babalu doesn't pity you if you don't want to grow to spoon feed yourself. He, he, he will bear with you, but you can see that, okay, at many times it's time to grow. Gogo, I'm really, really grateful for everything. It means a lot. I've got four kids, I've got two grown boys. I couldn't have imagined where would they be if the father never got the grace to be part of his family. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
and the help from just hanging the way Thank you guys. Thank you. Every one of you. I truly appreciate and I'm proud of you guys. God bless you. All in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I would normally say God is good all the time, and all the time in Him is no evil. I just want to thank God for this wonderful opportunity. In fact, I'm humbled uh, to stand in front of uh, Mam Nelly, uh, Pastor Neville, Sister Wendy. And my pastor, Pastor Lou. By the way, I got born again under the administration of Pastor Llewellyn many years ago. Uh, we were based in Lamontville. Uh, a lot of people would say uh, they, they, they don't really remember me, but I was in Lamontville the whole time. <laughs> yes, uh, I just want to thank Mam Nelly and Dr. Fred for having touched our lives. I remember uh, coming past DCC. And uh, I was uh, a young man, down and out. Things were not going well at all in my life, and I needed God. I had heard a lot about God. I grew up in a church, by the way. But I needed this living God. Then I saw cars in Berea. I said, one day I'm going to go there. I woke up one morning on Sunday. I went to Berea. And I walked past the church. And uh, one guy called me. He said, you can come in. I said, no, 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 I'm just passing. Meanwhile, I came to church. Uh, at that time, the church was still under uh, Obab Nicholas Bengu, I mean, Nicholas Zimela. And uh, Pastor Llewellyn was preaching, and I got born again on the spot. My life has never been the same till this day. And I just want to thank Mam Nelly for your love and your patience. And all the DCC family, I see. Uh, Brother Mike, I remember him very well. He's the first man who, who touched me and I fell on the floor. <laughs> Dr. Fred, I used to call him the hammer man uh, because he, he was a very tender man. Yeah. When he would lay hands on you, he would never push you or anything. Uh, but what happened with me was his hand, there was another hand. And that hand was like a hammer. I remember that hammer, it hit me, I fell flat on the floor. And that evening, when I went home, I heard the voice of God for the first time. That my life would change. And my life changed till this day. And I just want to thank the Roberts family for the input you've made in our lives. The city of Devon. KZN and even Gauteng is full of pastors who preach the living way. Yeah. All because of Pastor Fred and Mam Nelly Roberts. Yeah. We love you very much. We pray that this legacy stands till his coming. Yeah. And he is coming soon. That's right. Thank you very much. Wow, wow, what a wonderful tribute really really hearing wonderful wonderful tributes about men women's lives that have been impacted directly and indirectly by the ministries of Pastor Fred and Nelly Roberts and how they chose to obey God 
sacrifice to give of themselves to God and um, how God did amazing things with their lives. So amazing. You are listening to that, said the Lord on that radio. We are preaching and propagating Christ is our business. We are coming live to you. This is, this is a special broadcast. It's a live broadcast. Coming to you from the Coastlands Hotel in Omsanga, KwaZulu-Natal, South Africa. We're celebrating the life and the ministries of uh, Pastors Fred and Nell Roberts. How that they, they, they gave themselves off to God. And look at what God has done. Remember, you can check the website www.devilchristiancenter.com if you want to find out more about their ministry. You can also call in to 031 I'm sure there will be someone there who will be happy to answer any questions that you may have. Maybe you need uh, the books. Uh, one of the books that uh, Pastor Fred has written is called All Things Are Possible. And there he just shares uh, his experiences, the challenges they've experienced, and the victories that, that God has, um, has given them. It's very encouraging. So we continue to listen to the tributes as people are uh, pouring in their tributes to Pastor Fred, to Pastor Nelly, and uh, the late Pastor Fred, and the impact that they've made on their lives. We continue to listen. But they never stop praying. Look at me today. I'm close to 50 years. With the prayers that you did. I'm serving in the ministry. Yeah. And God is using us. So thank you. Thank you a lot. I'll leave it to my brother. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, we celebrate you today. I don't know if you call it Gog Nelly or Mam Nelly. I wish to say Mam Nelly, though. We thank you very much for impacting into our family. I won't speak on the spiritual, right? I'll just be. You know, when we were growing up, I always thought that we are white. I never thought that we were black. <laughs> the way you made us feel, you know, when we, when we, we, I was, we were part of your family, we were children. We felt, we never felt that maybe we're cousins, but we, you made us feel so welcome as if we are part of this. And thank you so much for that. Thank you for the family for sharing your parents with us. As pastors' kids, you sacrifice a lot for your parents. And thank you so much for allowing us to be part of your family. Some of us know the United States because of Dr. Fred Nomambi. You know, if it had not been for you, I would have never stayed, placed my gone to the States. Not only me, you made us know worldwide. Thank you for that. And thank you for giving us so much opportunities and so much privileges. Thank you. May God continue to bless you in the generations. Thank you. Uh, I want to greet everybody in the name of Jesus. Uh, I want to thank you, Mom Nelly and Dr. Fred, for the great impartation that you made on our parents' lives. And one thing that we should never forget that it wasn't after 1994. Yeah. It started from the 80s, really yeah. during the hardest time, but they were there. Uh, now, we know that they are white and I'm black. Yeah. <laughs> and it was during that hard time that they started the invitation 
in my family's life. Like a lot of people knew my dad uh, and my mom. But one thing that we know for sure that they would not have been known if it was not for Dr. Fred Roberts. My dad was a guitarist singing around uh, Basil there with the, uh, the drama and the crew. And uh, Dr. Fred came to say, Nicholas, why are you busy going around each and every church singing and doing all this? Stop it! And some people used to call him, they used to say to him that he looks like Andre Crouch. So he had it in his mind that I'm a South African Andre Crouch. But Pastor Fred came and put him on a straight line. He said, no, stop all of this. Go open a church. I will support you. I'll do this and this. And he did that. And uh, a lot of lives have been touched through my dad's life. But I know it is because of Dr. Fred Roberts. So I want to appreciate you, Mom Nelly, and also your children as well. Uh, many people have been impacted by Durban Christian Center. And I know 90% uh, of them are not even in DCC at the moment. But wherever they are, yeah. they're doing great things. But we all know it is because of Durban Christian Center. Because of Dr. Fred Roberts and Mom Nelly. Yeah. So we're grateful to God for what he's done. And also you've been an example. In the body of Christ, you've been an example to everybody who wants to be a pastor. Uh, I know you always write stuff on Facebook. And you never get a lot of likes. But I want to assure you, everybody has seen that. <laughs> I know I hardly press the like button as well. I don't comment at all. <laughs> because if I do comment, you're going to write something, I'm going to have to follow up on that. Like, oh, I'd rather not write anything. <laughs> you might think that you're retired right now, maybe at home most of the times, but whatever post you write up on Facebook, it reaches the world still. So when you're not retired, uh, you're not at home, or just, uh -uh, you're still ministering. It's just that it's a different podium now. Amen. Amen. So we want to appreciate you, and thank you for everything that you've done uh, for our family and for my parents. And uh, yeah, we just want to thank you for everything, and we love you so much. We love the whole family. Uh, because some people just want to say, no, we love you, uh, Mom, Nelly, you have children. We love your whole family. Yeah. So yeah. we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, I know Pastor Lou has also ministered to my life at some point. Uh, with a drummer in the church. and want anything to do with being a pastor. Because if you grow up in a family where your dad is a pastor, you know just about everything, how it works. So he gave me a word. I was like, oh, okay. You know, but he just reminded me a few minutes ago, I think, when we came in there. Remember, I told you this, and I'm like, oh, yes, he did. <laughs> so I want to thank each and every one of you, and God bless you. Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm sorry, they don't sing. They don't sing. Who's going to sing? Jesus, The gentleman who was singing, and you did a very good job. He Well, there you have it. What a wonderful, wonderful tribute we continue to hear. 
about the lives and the ministry of Pastor Fred and Nelly Roberts. You are listening to Thus Said the Lord. My name is Lazarus. We're coming live to you from the Coastlands Hotel in Umtlanga, Durban, Kwazulu Natal. And uh, on the platform now we have Pastor Neville McDonald and Pastor Wendy, they're pastoring uh, senior pastors of Good Hope Christian Church in Cape Town. And um, they're basically running the program for the occasion and they're doing an excellent, excellent job. So amazing and so encouraging to hear of the impact that has been made by these legends that really gave themselves off to God. So um, the program is continuing. It's actually drawing close to an end. Um, not many speakers are yet to come. And uh, we'll bring it to you until the end. We'll continue to bring this wonderful, wonderful celebration to you and we hope and trust God that you will be inspired you will be encouraged to pick up your own cross you know, and follow the Lord, pick up your own cross and do what he has planned what he has destined for you to do it is a celebration of the life and the ministry of Pastor Dan and Pastor Fred Roberts. We know that Pastor Fred has since gone on to be with the Lord, but his legacy, his legacy continues to live on. Actually, uh, they themed this celebration the Legacy Lunch, the Legacy Lunch, the lunch where we're celebrating their legacy. And it's a wonderful thing to know that you can speak even when you are asleep. And that is exactly what Pastor Fred is doing today. Although he is he's asleep, he's gone on to be with the Lord, but he continues to speak. His work continues to speak. And uh, this is the kind of legacy that I believe each and every one of us would love excuse me, to leave behind. On the platform now we have um, Pastor William Roberts, who is the son the son to Pastors Fred and Nelly Roberts and uh, easily just going to share as well his experiences, how that you know, God came through his life and his parents never gave up on him, even when the enemy was trying to to mess his life around but he had a praying mother a praying father and they never gave up on him until God made a huge tremendous difference in his life you can continue to listen in. This is Thus Said the Lord Online Radio. We're preaching and propagating Christ is our business. But you know the dynamic faith that they had. That when, that's why my mother sings all things are possible. Because they faced impossible situations. Impossible situations where everybody said, no, don't do that. No, that when, when apartheid was in its heart, and we were in America, my mom and dad said, listen, we don't want to be part of this apartheid thing. We're going to leave, and we're going to go away. Because I saw, how, and, and, and our family saw, how whites treated other cultures in this land. And I'll never forget one day, Pastor Nicholas came to our house, and my dad, I'll never forget waking up, my dad taking me out of my bed, and putting Pastor Nicholas in my bed, and I slept on the couch. We didn't know anything different. When we went to other people's houses, they said, no, these people need to sit outside the back door and they need to eat out of these cups and they need to eat out of this. 
and all the good sweet potatoes are left in the cups. Because they're really bigger than anybody else's cups. And when I first got saved, I went down to the Long Revolution Center. I didn't understand Pastor Nicholas was preaching. I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand the language. But I understood the Spirit of God was there. The presence of God was there. And my dad said to me, said to me, it's all about Jesus. It's nothing more than Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And I want to thank you, Bob. And we were in America. We went there. Dad was traveling everywhere. It was where he lived and myself. Joy hadn't been born yet. But we were... Dad was traveling and you and I used to sit and watch the untouchables and watch the wrestling. And we were out of the country. My dad said, no, no, we're not going to, we went out of it. We don't want to be part of this thing. We don't want to be part of what's going on there. And then God spoke to them and said, open a house of prayer for all nations. That's why she says, God can do the impossible. All things are possible with God. Because you have to have tenacity. You have to have bulldog faith. When everybody says you can't do it, yes, I can do all things through Christ. You strengthens me. I can do all things. I can. I can. Not I hope I can. I can do all things. And you know, so many times people think that my mother used to wear a red jacket and she used to get angry. No, you're very, very wrong. You're very, very wrong. And I want to tell you why you're today. Because she saw the church of Jesus Christ. And the only time she would say something to you if you were misbehaving. In the house of God. Because she said, see this chair, this is God's chair. See this pulpit, see that microphone, that's God's microphone. How are you treating? Are you keeping God's church clean? It's not my church, it's not Fred's church. This is the house of God. And that's why she had that uh, tenacity. She had that, that, that it wasn't an anger. It was just, this is God's house. And you know, it's true we never understood that God's house was important. I'm talking about the God's house people who are God's house. Yes, the building is important. But my dad was always, and my mom was always about the church of Jesus. Wendy and I didn't know anything, and Linda didn't know anything else. Linda in that little house. Wendy and I didn't know anything other than that. Many times we were left asleep in church. And the church doors were closed at night. Because my dad and mom were so caught up. We have to get souls saved. It has to be because if God can touch me, if God can change me, He can change anyone. And so it was so wonderful for us to be able to see the sacrifices you made long before anybody else knew. When they came back to South Africa, every single white pastor said no. They were supposed to be my dad's friend. They were supposed to be there to support him. Every single one said, no, Fred, you're making a mistake. This church here is for those people. He said, who do you talk about those people? There's no such thing as those people. We are all the church of Jesus Christ. We are sons and daughters of God. Heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That's who we are. And he began to that. And thank you for instilling that in us. I get my, I, you know, when I was saying, my mother had to take, my mother had to, she knows what it's like to face a possible situation. Wendy ran away and ended up in Cape Town on drugs. I ran away. I came home sometimes, but I ran away. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here Because there was one day, I was such a terrible person. I'd stolen from the church. I'd stolen from them. I broke into their safe. I did terrible things. 
But Jesus found me on the battlefield of broken dreams and he lifted me up out of that pit. He lifted me up. When everybody had come around and I said, you know, it's impossible to do it. He's 40 years old now. Leave him alone. Leave him alone now. The Israelites were in the desert for 40 years and then they died. Just leave him alone. He's dead. It's over with him. Roll the stone over his grave. He's coming to that part of all sin, basically. Just cover him up. And everybody was saying that. But she looked at the TV and suddenly something changed. And she in the vision, she saw me standing on the Alhambra stairs in front of the pulpit, praying for the sick, crying, snot coming out of my nose, praying for the sick, praying for those. And it was impossible. It was an impossible situation. The way I was, I was high on drugs. I used to come home high on drugs. And she used to say to me, man of God, you're a man of God. And every demon inside of me screamed said, no, you're not. You're this, you're that. But she's faced an impossible situation. I don't know what situation you're in right now. But my mom is, my dad and my mom and dad are testimonies of that God, that, that the promise that God does the impossible. He does the impossible. He does the impossible. Stop looking at the natural and start seeing in the supernatural. Take the promises of God. So many times we look at the promises of God and we think they promise us like we promise our children or we promise a loved one. No, God says, I give you my word. I give you my word. You lift up my name and I will draw all men unto me. And when I speak, I was small, we lie next to the organ, Wendy, Linda, me and, and Linda. My mother used to play the organ in, in Rossborough because my dad used to have these 10 campaigns. And Many know him from the Christian Center, but I'm going to talk about, I'm talking about them before there was a German Christian Center. The fact that they thought, we didn't realize, only when we got older than my mother and father, we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know the fact that they had a fight. People came against and people said, no, it's impossible. No, all things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. And you have to have this bulldog faith. If God said it, I believe it, that settles it. I might have father said it. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. When my bad dad was building the dog, he didn't know where the money was coming from. He said, if God said, told me to build, God will supply our needs. He said he will supply. I remember as a child in a little, a little house behind the church. We didn't have food. And my mother was cooking the leftovers. I think actually my, it was either our own leftovers or my grandmother had left, left some food. And she was cooking this rice and the peas and everything, bones and, of meat. And just cooked. And I came and stood at the stove and I said, what's that, Mom? She said, and she never ever said we were poor. We didn't know we were poor. She said, what's this? I said, she said, I said, what is it, Mom? She said, this is bubble and squeak. Because every time you stir it, I said, why do you call it that? She said, because every time you turn it, it bubbles and it squeaks. And so I told my friends at school, I said, have you had bubble and squeak? I thought it was a hero food. I thought fantastic food was bubble and squeak. But there were days when there was no food. I remember going past my dad's study, my dad's room, and then praying. I couldn't say, heavenly father. You made me this promise. 
I'm holding on to you. And you would be a ring at the door. I'll never forget you. This little house in Morgan. You could, if you looked at the front door, you could just be right down the road to the left and right up the road to your right. And the doorbell rang. And we looked outside. There were just brown paper packets full of food. And not just food. The food we liked. The food our family ate. You see, when God supplies your needs, He supplies your needs. Not just a need, your need. What you need in that moment, that's what He supplies. He doesn't just fulfill a need. He fulfills your need. Whatever you've been believing Him for. And so we want to say thank you, family, because we wouldn't be here without you. We wouldn't be here without you. And I am where I am today at the Long Christian Center because you spoke into my life. Because you made a sacrifice. You made that personal sacrifice for you and Dad. And we just want to honor you today. Because so many times people talk about Dad. So many times they say that your father, your, your father did this and your father did that. And you know, people always try to claim my father. I always say, why are you trying to claim my father? That's my father. I say, no, that's your father. That's not my father. That's my father. But I want to honor my mother today. Because if it wasn't for her, my father would not be where he is. I can tell you that. You know that so many times when you when you get home and you look at that thing, you only see my dad and my mom in that church. And you see the smile on their face and you feel his warm hand when he shakes your hand. But you don't know the sacrifice that was made in that house. The prayers that were prayed in that house, not for themselves, but for everyone that is here today. Because there were seeds that were sown, there were foundations that were laid long before the name of Durban Christian Center ever was made. And the reason why there's a Durban Christian Center today is because one man and a man and a woman stepped out in faith on God's word. And God said, we open a house of prayer for all nations. And it's wonderful to, for people to say that, but to do it, it's a very difficult thing. To be able to do it. So people say, oh, I had this vision, I had that vision. No, it's, a, it's almost impossible to do without the Holy Spirit. Actually, it is impossible to do without the Holy Spirit. And, and the pressures that came, and they were alone, alone. And, so, and, and, and all these people that came against my dad, my mom said, to, my dad told me that he went and knelt before them, and he said, if I've affected you in any way, all the full gospel church, if I've affected you in any way, please forgive me. Yeah. And he said, just get out. You go and do your thing. Never considered himself to be anything. He never ever sought the honors of men. He received them, but he never ever sought them. He never wanted the honors of men. He only wanted to please the Father. He only wanted to please Him. One of the most wonderful things was the last day of his life. Sylvia and I had the privilege of being with him until he fell asleep. He loved my mother so much. Whatever she wanted, if she couldn't afford it, he'd go and work until he could afford it. Whatever she wants to shake, he's not by your machine. She said, No, she wants a Honda. He's not by your Honda. Then she. The sacrifices that were made at home, where we only we as our children The pressures that they were under. Pressures in our family. Pressures in their marriage. I'll never forget my mother one day. My dad and her dad, my mother's son, had enough for him. We're living in Brown and Road. Had enough for him. I'm leaving. She packed her bags. She's going to leave. My dad, she was in the bedroom. My dad locked the door. <laughs> and you don't lock any door on my mother. She'll break the door down. She said, open the door, Fred. And he said, 
Nelly, I love you, but you stay right there. She ran to the door for him. And she kicked the door. She said, no, Nelly, I love you. I love you. I love you. If this thing is going to pass, God is good. God is going to bring us through. And you can see the impossibilities. When you see that God can do the impossible. It's Him possible. Yeah. It's always Him. All things are possible with Him. And when you, and this is what I learned from her and my dad. My dad was not a confronter. Yeah. He wouldn't confront anybody. But my mother's a confronter. Because she's got that, 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 that word of knowledge on the inside. She she she'll, she'll, she'll sit next to you and she can tell you exactly what's going on on the inside of you. She can say to me, and, and, and I've got the same thing. I used to go past the house and say, that's a, that's a dark house, that. There's something wrong there. But you know, my mom and dad working together. That God brought them together. My dad was totally different from my mother. But they needed each other to be able to do what is eventually being done. All of the different Christian centers, all of the different uh, people that have been influenced by them. Because they sacrificed and they paid a price when they were young. And the reason why the Lord's looking after her today is because of the sacrifice that they made when they were younger. I never forget that time and we across across the nations and Mrs. Lindsay had been so kind to give us this apartment. We did everywhere, Bible school. I think I was 16 or 17. And I went with my mom and dad and they took me to Catherine Corner meeting. And as she came into that into that building, you could feel this presence of the Holy Spirit coming, came in. And a security guard walking past me, he had scoliosis, and his back just straightened up. And I saw tears come down his face, and she called him, and, and he said, I don't believe. I don't believe. She said, well, why are you here? He said, I don't know. I don't know. I saw a scientist go up. And she said, you're a man of science. And he said, I don't want to talk about me. I don't want to talk about me. Began to just give him a word. He said, I don't know why I'm here. It's the love and grace of Jesus Christ. It's the love and grace. And that's what we've learned as the children. Joy, Wendy, Linda, and myself. All in our own little ways, we have all seen this. In our homes and families, and I know our Pastor Nicholas's children, every single one of them, you saw it in death, they saw it in their father. And I want to thank you for your father because your father, it wasn't for him and Mark. I wouldn't be here today. When I was new, newly saved, they would take me out for breakfast and they would just love me. They wouldn't preach to me, they would just love me. But you know, there's a price that all of us, you know, we, I've grown up now, I'm, 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 I'm 63. And I'm only realizing now, really, what they've done. I'm only realizing now the sacrifices that they made. So I can stand where I stand. That I can have the privilege of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's an absolute privilege. Yeah. It's an absolute privilege. I never ever make it easy for people to get saved. It's an honor to be a Christian. It's an honor to be a child of God. It's an absolute honor. So I want to thank you again, Mom. It's all about you and Dad. And that's why we are here. Because you grab on to God. What God said, you held on to it. And you said nothing is impossible with God. Yeah. I love you. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Wow.
tribute were attributed indeed by um, uh, Pastor Llewellyn, who is the son, to Pastor Fred Roberts and Pastor Nelly. Oh, I'm speechless. I'm really, really speechless. We're going into a time of worship. I want to encourage you to worship in with us. I'm just going to be worshiping the Lord and the timing is so good after such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful tribute. It's all about sacrifice. The sacrifices that they have made, how they were so selfless and just put God first and said, Lord, let your will be done. You know, whatever you give up for the Lord is never in waste. Whatever you, you sacrifice for Him, Jesus said self-sacrifice is the way. Um, there's nothing that you give to the Lord that is in vain. But whatever we give to the Lord is an investment. And uh, today we look at them, we look at how God has prospered them, how the ministry has grown, you know, the lives that were touched, but it was the sacrifices that were made. Uh, earlier on, Pastor Nelly gave it, uh, a testimony on how that they started with nothing. They had nothing when they started but Jesus. You may be where you are today and you have nothing. That's a good place to start. As long as you have Jesus, you have enough. Continue to be faithful to Him. They were faithful to God. Pastor Nell and Pastor Fred were faithful to God and God was faithful to them. And God came through for them. And God will come through for you. I really want to encourage you to get the book All Things Are Possible by, by Pastor Fred and Pastor Nelly. It, it's, it's just a testimony of their lives. A testimony about their children. How that things just went wayward. But the way God came through and put it all together. I mean, now there are different Christian centers. Um, there are other churches that have been planted, that have been birthed out of this uh, this ministry. Even Pastor Fia Bomarans also, is, you know, came out of or, or the, the ministry was impacted by Devon Christian Center by by Pastor Fred Roberts. So we we, we really thank God for the for the work um, that Pastor. Fred and Pastor Nelly have pioneered to touch lives across the world. As we continue to worship, I just want to encourage you to join in with us. Let us worship God together. And God, the same God that came through for, for these legends can come through for you as well as you open up your heart to Him. You're listening to us at the Lord online radio station where preaching and propagating Christ is our business. Let us worship Him. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you. 
awesome, awesome time we're having here at the Coastlands Hotel Umsanga in Kozilu Natal, where we're celebrating the life and the ministry of Pastors Fred and Pastor Nell. We've just had a great time, the tributes that we've had. It's just been awesome, awesome, awesome. Now I have the privilege uh, of being with the, the men that have journeyed this journey with Pastor Fred. And I'm actually trembling <laughs> because I'm sitting with generals and I'm really honored. I'm really honored to have this opportunity, uh, Pastor Neville and Pastor Johnny, you know, just to, to let the listeners in a little bit on what um, work and ministry and life Pastor Nelly and Pastor Fred really led. And uh, I just want to ask you, you know, the... The, the impact that uh, Deben Christian Center has had, probably pers- uh, firstly on yourself personally and also on, uh, on, on the world at large. What impact has Deben Christian Center uh, had? I'll share, a li- I'll share a little bit because um, Pastor Fred's uh, son-in-law, Evo McDonald, so, yes, yes. Uh, married me. So all of us as a family went through the journey in, in Africa where we decided to leave the nation. So today, so I'm jumping many years ahead now. My family is from every race, creed, El Salvador, African American, you name them, everybody. So we are very multicultural, multilingual. But those years... We despised what was happening and wanted to run away. Mm. So we all went to America and decided we would stay there. Ah, and then ah. the Lord told us, no, you go back. That's a little bit of the story. <laughs> Pastor Johnny. And that's, that's truly what changed cometh a man and all the Roberts family yes yes it was not easy those early days if you remember uh, Apostle Neville how the eternal security police used to come and sit in the services and interrogate Pastor Fred the ministers for violating the group areas act and opening the church and saying the house of this church shall be a house of prayer for all nations. So he literally, um, if I can put it in inverted commas, disobeyed the rules of the land, so to say, because there was a higher rule, there was a higher law. We believe in the word of God and civil disobedience. <laughs> like, Dan, like Daniel. <laughs> they told Daniel, don't pray. He said, I'm going to pray. Yes, yes. So, not violent disobedience but civil disobedience yes yes and those early years before Durban Christian Center was it Pastor Fred invited people from all the different cultures to preach in a tent mm. and then he had a water baptism service with all the different cultures yes yes and that's when from that time we talking way before 94 Mm. The secret police would be in the service. Oh yeah, 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 us. yeah. 
Pastor Fred was in prison in Zimbabwe, all his clothes were taken away. Wow. The, we did a Jesus march. And it was Pastor Fred, whether it was the yes, no, we wanted the government to change. Pastor Fred organized the Jesus march. I was standing at Durban City Hall. And when the police came, they said, who organized it? I said, me. <laughs> so they arrested me because I didn't want Pastor Fred to go to jail. <laughs> So they put You're me in jail. <laughs> so when people say, Pastor Nev, have you been uh, arrested? Yes. And wow. Because we refused respectfully. And even now we respect our government. We pray for them. We pray that they get born again and do the right thing. But mm. the word of God takes preeminence. Amen. We're one blood. Amen. Amen. One family. Wow. I don't know, Pastor Jenny, want to say something? And uh, Pastor Fred used to always say, how do you change a nation? Not with a political party. Mm. Get the people born again. Get the people. You know, this, his favorite saying was, winning the lost at any and cost. He, uh, and he really lived that. He uh, lived that. He really and lived he, that. He lived his favorite scripture, Jesus Christ the same. Yes, Yesterday. Today, amen, forever. amen. I just want, well, um, before we draw to an end, you know, um, you've been with, with Pastor Fred for many, many years. By the time I came to Devon Christian Center, Pastor Neville was already in Cape Town, and I had a little bit of glimpse of Pastor Johnny while I was still in Devon Christian Center before you went to, to the bluff. But I just want to ask both of you uh, to just give us at least one if there's anything that a highlight that you have um, uh, in, in, in the ministry of Pastor Nell and Pastor Fred that you can share with us and that's the first thing and the second thing is um, they, they, I'm sure there must have been a lot of challenges a lot of struggles in this thing in this, in this, um, uh, in this ministry and how, how, how did you overcome that how was that overcome well, you know, for God to give a call and pass Fred and Al to answer the call was not easy. So it's like the, it's the ministry was birthed in adversary. Mm. Go build my house of prayer for all nations. Yes, yes. In a nation that doesn't believe in it and doesn't want to. Yes, where there was division. And, and it was brought about not by a political persuasion, but by a, a faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And a fervency and a, and a revival fire that just burned and nothing could stop it. Nothing could stop it. No, wow. Wow. no race, no political party, no denomination. Uh, Pastor Neville, you were there when the, the AFM disowned Pastor Fred. So many other ministers would literally walk on the other side of the road. So they, 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 they disowned him because of the, the because race Because of the issue. stance, yes. <laughs> So that's and a price he had to pay. Pressing in. So by joining, and this is something, if I say as a highlight, when you join a person who had a vision from God, it's a, it's a heavenly vision. Amen. It has Amen. an eternal purpose. It is God coming on the scene. It's not political. It's not man-made. It's not, it's not theological. It's not uh, denominational. Amen. It's what, if you do that and you stick close to that anointing, and it's still yet today. Amen. And look, this nation is still fighting today 
there are still people that want to again pull us into factions yes. and destroy this nation. But you know what? This the spiritual battle has been won. Amen. And Amen. we that devil's not going to lift his head again in this nation. Amen. And that Amen. legacy stand. I just want to remind your listeners that Pastor Fred was honoured as a legend of the city. I remember few, that. Yes. Yes. A few years ago, because of his stance and the impact that he's made. And the ministry. And you heard Pastor Nicholas Mzumela's uh, son, son today. Yes. And uh, the tremendous ministry, Pastor Salatil Konyan uh, from uh, the Umlazi area. He, he is no, not yet today. Uh, Victor Masondo is with me in Cape Town. So we are all like a family. <laughs> you know. oh, wow. wow. <laughs> family. What can we say? <laughs> <laughs> when, when people walk in and say, Is this your brother? Is your family? I say, it's too hard to explain. This is my family. I just have to be careful that these are not all my sisters. <laughs> I just have one last question. I know you, you need to go. But, um, you know, the, 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 the state that the church is in, is in today, if, if Pastor Fred was here today, what do you think he would say about the state of the church today, the state that the church is in today? Pastor Fred didn't much focus on that kind of thing. He didn't want to get... He always said, never use the pulpit as a coward's castle. But he would certainly lift up the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Say, we are here to win the lost at At any any cost with a move of the Holy Ghost. One thing for sure, that when Pastor Fred stood up to minister, the Holy Ghost would move. A church should be a supernatural church. Sign, wonders, and miracles... And in the end, that is the fire that's going to win the night. That's the DNA of DCC. That's the DNA. <laughs> yeah, if, if you were to look at internally, him going home, we all go home as our own family, our own children, our own problems. Yes. You'd find a few things about him. There were times you would just find him behind a door praying. Hmm. You'd find him before he passed away reading his Bible. Did he have uh, strong opinions? Of course, in terms of the nation and the future and the church. Sometimes we talk about the state of the church and the challenge with the state of the church. Pastor Fred said three things mm. pride, petticoats, and pennies. Uh, yeah. So people are either chasing the woman or the money, but when they're proud, they don't know it. Yeah. So years ago, Pastor Fred came to my church in Cape Town. He said, I saw you in a beautiful blue robe with a big gold crown. I thought, oh, this is a wonderful prophetic word. And he said to me, you're proud. If you don't humble yourself, God will humble you. Mm. So in a church, if the leader and Sister Nelly and them, if we don't humble ourselves or have people speak truth to us yes, sir. and say to us, you know, you're getting too big for your boots, too proud. You need to either fast, pray, have people speak into your life. If you don't, the devil will destroy you. Wow. So it doesn't become, it becomes a state of our heart before God. Mm. Mm. That when we have nothing, we can be humble. But when yes. we're successful, we become proud and arrogant. And we don't know it sometimes. And we forget the Lord who bled and died and saved for us. Who was born in a stable, who died on a cross. Mm. And today, the ministry, sometimes people think, is about all 
the buildings and the money and the cars. Yes, yes, people yes. People calling themselves apostles and prophets <laughs> and everything <laughs> instead of realizing that people yes, will yes. recognize the anointing. Wow, that wow. People will wow. recognize the presence of God. Wow, wow. People are smarter than you think. Wow, wow. Pastor Neville, you actually just went into my last question <laughs> because I was about to ask you to say something to... You know, us young ones who are coming up with the passion and the desire to serve God, you know, what would you say to, you know, to those young people coming up to serve God based on your experience and also on your saving the Lord with Pastor, Pastor Fred? I mean, what, what, what final words of wisdom can you share with those that are listening? There's another thing that was uh, very prominent with Pastor Fred is fasting. Mm. Fasting, denying yourself, seeking the will of God. Wow. And fasting doesn't come easy. Yes, yes. Fasting is denying the flesh. Fasting is desiring God's presence and the revival and the fire. Not about yourself. It's not mm. about us. It's about getting people saved, getting them Amen. heaven. Amen. And that fasting Every Friday, Pastor Fred fasted. Wow. Every Friday. Wow. Sometimes you do 21 days, 40 days. There was a time when he, this true story, he had cancer in his ear. A melanoma cancer. You can read it in his book, All Things Are Possible. All Things Are Possible. And he went into a hospital room. And the demon and the lady said, you can't pray for me. You've got a demon in your own ear. And he pulled that cancer out of his ear. Wow. So, a lot of times, we can pray and believe for miracles for someone else. Yes, yes. We have to yes. pray for ourselves. Mm, mm, with mm. young people, I encourage them. Like I said earlier, stay in the Word of God. Yes, yes. Pray. Stay around godly people. Amen. They're today, with media and the internet and all of the rest of it, People tend to believe what Facebook and Twitter and everything says. Mm. I found mm. out you've got to study and research and study. That's why the Bible says study to show yourself approved. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The key, when people say, say to me, an old man told me this. He said, the first thing, Pastor Nev, is getting yourself to heaven. Mm. He said, remember... And Oral Roberts, I met him many times. Every night before he'd go to sleep, he said, I pray and ask the Lord to forgive me and cleanse me. Keeping wow. your heart right. Keeping the right people around you. So for young people, there's so much stuff thrown at them today. Yes, yes. But the Bible says, guard your heart. Amen. Amen. And then uh, when people talk, young pe when people preach, you don't hear their words. You hear their heart. Mm. Mm. Two voices mm. are talking. Not just the mouth, but the heart. The heart. Wow, wow. So for young people, listen with your ears, but also listen to the heart. To the heart. Amen. Because Amen. people can fool you on TV mm. with the mouth and everything. But listen, you, if you close your eyes, you'll hear the heart. Wow. So that's wow. why when we pray... We close our eyes because we want to hear the heart of God. Mm, mm, mm. 
Mm. I always wow. encourage young people, as old as I am, I know I get messed up like everyone else. Yes, yes. Have bad days like everyone else. Fed up with your wife, <laughs> drivers, everything. All of the normal things of life. But I realize my heart, I have to guard my heart. Wow, wow. The Bible says, out of it flow the issues of life. Amen, amen. Wow, wow. Well, one of the great markers to also that you can see, because so many times people come up and they look like they're something. Yes, sir. Great preacher, follow me. But, uh, pride, so easy to see. Mm. So easy to see pride. And if you see pride there, don't go near. Pastor Fred Roberts used to often uh, say this towards the end of his life. He used to often say, what is the one mark of a true apostle? Mm. And, you know, he asked us, we said, well, Pastor Fred, it sounds wonderful, <laughs> miracles. Someone else know it's sound doctrine. Somebody else know it's authority in the spirit. He said, no, wow. the true mark of an apostle mm. is humility. Wow. wow. And he was as humble as um, mm. Pastor Fred was so was such a humble, humble, humble man, and but with power, and uh, the anointing on his life is just amazing. He to serve. Wow! He taught us to serve. Mm. Mm. That it's not a position. You can see the greatness of the man by whether he will serve. Mm. 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 Sure. Well, I guess we can sit the whole day talking <laughs> <laughs> about. Um, Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate the wisdom nuggets that we, we, we have received today. And you know, your experiences with, with, with Pastor Fred, it really blesses us, it inspires us. And we trust in God that, you know, this will be a seed that is planted in the hearts of people. We know that, you know, there are thousands and thousands of people that have already been impacted by, by uh, Pastor Fred and Pastor Nell. And we're really, really grateful to God. I just want to ask you if you can just pray for our listeners as we come to the end of this um, uh, interview. Thank you, Lord. Well, Lazarus, it's good to be with you today. With Pastor Johnny, I'm Pastor Neil. We're going to pray for you. Those of you who are listening, it's really important. Jesus lived. Amen. He died. He rose again. And he's coming again. Are you ready? We mm. never know yes. when he will return. We've been talking about ministry things. Make sure you're ready. And then when you follow God's ministry, you're called. The Bible says, we don't put our hand to the plow and look back. Amen. If we look back, we'll all be victorious. If we look forward, we're victorious. Wow. Let's wow. wow. Amen. Father, I thank you as I'm here with Lazarus and Pastor Johnny. That as young men and women and people are joining us on radio. Thank you, Lord. Each and every one are able to accept you into their hearts. Yes, Lord. Yes, my to God. To know that by their name, they're called. Before they were even born, they were chosen. Now, Father, today, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. Every man, woman, boy and girl knows that they are loved favored by you yes, Lord. and forgiven. Mm. Bless them. Bless and keep them. Make your face shine upon them. Lift up your countenance upon each and every one. Thank you, Lord. And give them peace. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, there you have it. 
what an inspiring, inspiring interview we just had with uh, Pastor Neville McDonald and Pastor Johnny Robla. It was really, really great. It was really, really great to have you. And uh, just continue to listen on as um, we journey in this. We're going to be drawing close to, to the end of our special broadcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you are listening to Thus Save the Lord online radio. We're preaching and propagating Christ is our business. We'll see you shortly.
Well, 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 welcome once again to That Said the Lord online radio, where preaching and propagating Christ is our business. My name is Lazarus. We just want to welcome you once again, and thank you so much for tuning in, for continuing to tune in. This has been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time where we were just celebrating the life and the ministry of Pastors Fred and Pastor Nell Roberts. You know, the impact that uh, they've had on so many thousands and thousands of people. And with me here is Mr. Michael Raymond. And uh, Mr. Michael Raymond, you know, has, has, has worked close with Pastor Fred. And I'm sure he will have some, some nuggets and some things that he will share with us um, about, you know, the life and the ministry of, of Pastor, Pastor Fred and Pastor Nelly. Uh, Mr. Michael, um, if you can just briefly tell us, you know, when, when did you get to meet um, uh, Pastor Fred and Pastor, uh, Pastor Fred and Nell, and how did it happen? I had a privilege 30 years ago and walking to the church at the Lamb in Durban. Wow. Uh, when I walked into the DCC, I walked in, my life was in turmoil. Mm. I was married for a year. I had uh, living in a one-bedroom flat, mm. almost uh, living in poverty. Mm. Mm. So at that time when I, when I joined DCC, I came out of a Catholic background. I was going to the Catholic Church, maybe Good Friday and Christmas. Weren't re- going regular. But when I walked into DCC, my life changed. Wow. Wow. Drastically, my life changed. And mm. uh, I uh, started to get to know Dr. Fred Roberts. Uh, start reading my Bible. Try to get, get into the Word of God. But also studying uh, the giving principle, you know, mm. in God's uh, kingdom where you're giving your tithes was a new thing to me, you know. Wow. So as I was tithing, uh, Pastor Fred was teaching, teaching us about tithes. I was tithing for about six months. Mm. One day, Faithfully. One day I was walking in my bedroom and I'm talking to myself and I'm saying, you know, this tithing, I don't think it works because six months I'm tithing, nothing <laughs> happening. <you know? laughs> So the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, okay, I want you to write everything down you do, end of the month. So end of the month came, I was still working that time. I uh, wrote, uh, I paid my rent, my car installments, my petrol, my food, my clothes. The tenth item on my, on my list was tithes and time. offering. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit said, have a look at that list. You have, you, have, you have Jesus last, oh, but wow. you want to be best blessed first. Wow, 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 wow. See? Mm. So I, I changed immediately. I, <coughs> I asked for forgiveness. And then I started tithing first. And immediately, it was like God started opening the taps in my life. Wow. I mean, I wow. came out of an engineering background. Uh, I, I had four people working for me when I worked in DCC. Mm. But after paying the four, there was no money to take home. I was about to closing the company. Mm. But mm. yeah, now, mm. six months later, when I started to start tithing first, 18 months later, I became a millionaire. Wow. I went from having four people to 400 people working for me. Wow. 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 So, I've learned that it's not how good I was or yes. what I could do. But over the years, I've learned that because 
when I walked into DCC, yes, yes. Pastor Fred was already serving God mm. for about 30 years. Mm. So mm. every mm. seed that he sowed, okay, yes, every yes. harvest that came to him automatically came to me because I didn't reinvent the wheel. Yes, I yes. just was in alignment with a spiritual authority. Wow, wow. When the Bible, wow. you see, there was t- when, 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 Elijah, Elisha, mm-hmm. when Elisha ran after Elijah, mm-hmm. there's two mantles that fell on his life. That's right. That's the, right. First one, the first one came from his spiritual father. Elijah mm-hmm. put that one on his life. But the second one came from God saw how, this, how he honored his spiritual authority and God that's put right. a blessing on his life. That's right. That's so right. When, the more I blessed Pastor Fred and was an alignment in his ministry with him and, and just just receiving the spiritual authority of my life, God opened a supernatural door over wow, my life. Wow, wow, you know? wow. With that, we went from, from having 400 people to like one, uh, to going to about 3,500 people working for us. Oh, wow. Because God this is, thing God is exploding multi- now. Multi- multiplication, you know. Mm, 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 and then mm. I realized that, you know, that because I honored the man of God and I served him, you know, Yes, yes. Uh, I, I used to go all over the world and speak in cinema, cinema, uh, different churches, you know. Mm, mm. When I came back home, I still carried his bag. I still drive, drove him around. Wow. I was still serving him as a servant. Wow. I realized wow. that running after the pulpit and preaching, there was more, more anointing on my life serving the man of God wow. than running wow. to preach. You wow. Know? Something that a lot of young people today See? wouldn't, uh, wouldn't so, even think of. So God... God really, really blessed me by honoring my spiritual father. Mm. And then we traveled. I traveled with him in this country. Then I traveled with him abroad. You know, many countries. And there should be phenomenal miracles in a meeting. Mm. But when he should go home and his wife should ask him, hey, you know, how was the meeting? He said it was fine. But he never told them that the blind see, the lame was walking, mm. the deaf ears opened, because he didn't mm. want to take the credit. Yes, he yes, didn't want to take God's very humble He didn't man. want to take God's glory and honor. You know, wow. If wow. if if I I have had the opportunity of being a TD Jakes, Kefalo Dollar, Benny mm. Hinn, I've been around powerful men of God. Wow, wow. But for me, the one that walked closest to Jesus, that had a heart after Jesus's heart, was Dr. Fred Roberts. Very humble very man. Very humble man. Very, very humble. Very loving man. Very yes, caring yes. man. You mm. know, very, very humble, you know. And I went in every <coughs> meeting that I've been with him. Yes, yes. Whether it was a church meeting or, or he's doing a funeral. Yes, sir. He always gave an altar call. Soul mm. winning was one of the most, most powerful things for him to yes, go. Yes, yes. That was his, like his daily calling. <laughs> He says he's here to empty hell and fill heaven with all the souls. Mm. And he did that yeah. right until the end. Yeah. And the wow. thing is, and the thing is, there was, there were, everybody saw as equal. He didn't see the people's color, you know. Mm. You know, mm. many a times in the earlier years where the special branch police should come and arrest him, put him in jail, because he should preach to everybody. His tent meeting used to be all people, mm. all mm. colors, mm. you know. Mm. Yes, yes. And yet, he kept that, that word that God gave him that I want you to preach the gospel to all nations. Wow, wow, wow. So a man of integrity, man of peace, and man of love. Mm. After God's own heart, wow. Dr. Fred Roberts, that wow. was him, you know. Wow. What, what um, life lessons do you think we can take from his, his life and ministry? What, what, what lessons in general 
um, in addition to the fact that he was a very humble man. You I know, mean, we were all we went to the Drakensberg Mountain when he was 40 years in the ministry, and then all the pastors gathered and they said, "You know what? We want you to give us. We're sitting here, you 40 years. You, you, we, we want you to tell us, like, you know, what can you give us? Give us 10 points on." <laughs> On your 40 years like, of ministry. Of ministry. Hmm. What can you tell us? So everybody's sitting and got their book out ready to write, you know. So he came and he said, listen, this, this is, I'm not going to give you all 10. I'll give you all one thing. Wow. In all my years in ministry, I've never spoken about another pastor. I've never spoken about another man. And I've never spoken about another ministry. Hmm. Hmm. And I've never spoken about another pastor. Yeah. You know. Wow. You he, know, and his focus was just Jesus. He yeah. was speaking about Jesus. Yeah. He was only into souls, winning souls for the kingdom. Wow. wow. You know, wow. that was volumes for us. Yeah, no. It's Don't worry about <laughs> other people, what they're doing. Mm. You have your calling and just focus on that Focus calling. on what God called you to do, you know. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. One last thing, if you may ask you, because, you know, it, it seems like you really... Um, traveled so much with Pastor Fred and you had the privilege and the opportunity of witnessing you know, the, the awesome things that God did through his life. But is there any, any moment that, that really stood out for you that can be the highlight of, you know, I know there may be a lot of experiences you've had, but if you could just share with us only one of um, that event or that experience that remains a highlight to you yeah. until today. We were in, in uh, Kenya, in Nairobi. We went to, we went to be with Pastor Benny Hinn. Mm. And Pastor Benny Hinn, it was on a, the last day of the meeting on a Sunday. He gave the meeting over to Pastor Fred. First time in our lives, we saw 1.6 million people live. In the st- it filled in 10 soccer fields. 1.6 million people. And mm. Pastor Fred was, was ministering that day oh to these people. Wow. wow. Okay? So the next day, when we were leaving, mm. we were all on our convoy going, to, going, coming back to South Africa. All we saw on the roads were wheelchairs, uh, crutches, mm. all lying on the side of the road. The from owners that, from the o- that meeting. <laughs> the owners had left the them because they were healed. The wheelchairs who left their crutches on the side of the road. Because they were healed. Wow. Because they were healed. Wow. Wow. The healing wow. that took place in that meeting mm. was something phenomenal. Mm. And yet Pastor Fred never... He'll never, ever, he'll never take the glory never for what God, glory. God did. Mm. You know, and people will come and tell him, Hey, Pastor Fred, you know so many people got healed. So many people. And he, and he always wanted to just be pleasing to God. He wasn't wow. disrespectful for people. But mm. he said, like, you know, people base themselves on performance. Today, all those people get healed, they'll be clapping. But tomorrow, yes. tomorrow, when there's nothing happening, then the same people will be, mm. will be talking yes. against you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So people, wow. that's how they, they, they people uh, judge you see, God, uh, God loves us unconditionally. That's right. Pastor That's Fred right. loved everybody unconditionally. Wow. Never wow. based his love on performance. Mm. You know, I, I've been an engineer, and I'm, I'm into engineering. Mm. And, uh, and uh, 
over the years, God blessed us uh, because of Pastor Fred and teaching us and giving principle. Yes, God yes. blessed us millions and millions and millions wow. of money. Okay? Wow. But, but there's not one day that Pastor Fred came and he asked any businessman for even 100 rand. Mm. He always mm. came on the pulpit and he says, listen, we're building a new building. We're doing this. We're, we're putting new seats. We're doing a new building. We're buying no property. But my God will supply. Yeah. That's all. He never asked any businessman in the church mm. for one cent. Mm. Always said that mm. God will supply our needs. God will supply. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, Mr. Michael, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. I see, uh, you know, the, the passion that you have when you're talking about this Fred. We can go for days and days and days. But thank you so much for your time and uh, just sharing with us a little bit. Um, I don't know if I uh, see your wonderful wife is here. Uh, we'll hijack her. <laughs> yes, I just want to ask you, uh, Mr. Michael just has been sharing with us just as, you know, the highlight of um, the, the, the times and experiences he had with Pastor Fred. I don't know if you want to add anything, say anything to our listeners. Um, you can just introduce yourself. Well, we walked into Durban Christian Center 30 years ago, like I said, and um, that's where we got saved. We received the Lord as wow. our personal Savior. And, you know, we never looked back mm. um, ever since mm. that time. Yeah. It was like we had nothing back, nothing to go back to, you know, wow. in the world. Wow. And it was such a life-changing experience to feel the presence and the power and the Spirit of the Lord moving in the Demon Christian Center, especially under the ministry of Dr. Fred Dr. Roberts. Fred, yes, yes. And um, like I say, you know, you, th- you, you walk into a big church and you think um, the pastor and his wife are unreachable yeah. because it's such a big church. But uh, Pastor Fred and Sister Nelly were never unreachable, you know. So they humble. Were, they were humble. They always mm. had time for their congregation. Mm. Nothing was too big. Nothing was too small wow. for him. Wow. And that's what I loved about him, you know. Mm. And, you know, he, he didn't like titles. You know, That's he was right. Dr. Fred Roberts, but to us, he was just Pastor Fred. Yes, yes. And he was so humble and kind, loving, compassionate. Mm. And mm. it was a privilege and an honor for us to call him our spiritual father. Wow. You know, wow. there's not many like those in the world. So we were just so fortunate to yes, have him as yes. our father. Wow. Yes. And wow. so we love him and we miss him tremendously. Of course. But we know the work is still going on yes, in and through yes. his children and through the leaders that God has raised up through Durban Christian yes, Center. Yes, And it's so beautiful because although he's now he's gone on to be with the Lord, but the work still carries on. That's true. You know, and that's a mark of a good leader. Exactly. It doesn't die with you. No, you it know. doesn't. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> I think that sums it up. <laughs> yes. So we, exa- we are his uh, protégés and an example of what uh, Jesus is like, wow. you know, on this wow. earth. So we are so proud and of our Father. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you so much to the Raymond family. We really appreciate it. You are listening to Thus Said the Lord online radio. We're preaching and propagating Christ. It's our business. My name is Lazarus. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we believe that you have been um, blessed, you've been challenged, you've been inspired by what you, you've been um, listening to, you know, how that uh, Pastor Fred and Pastor Nelly uh, sacrificed so much. I mean, they sacrificed so much 
for them to serve God. They sacrifice so much for uh, the plan and purpose of God for their lives to 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 to, to fruition, if I can put it that way. You know, um, and what I like about what Pastor Nelly said earlier on was that when they started, they had nothing. Today, we some of us think that you know to serve God, and we look at the 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 glitz and the glamour, and we look at what um, others who have been laboring, who have been uh, going with God for so many years, and what what they have what they have acquired, if I can say that, or what they have achieved, and we 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 think we can just jump in and then. You know, when, when, when the challenges comes in, because the challenges will come in your walk with God, in your saving God, the challenges will come. Uh, the difficulties will come. But when they do, you know, you need to stand your ground and know who called you. I like what um, Corey Ten Boom, Corey Ten Boom um, likes to say is that uh, believe in the dark what God told you in the light. Believe in the dark what God told you in the light. So this means basically that what God told you, um, you know, when things were easy, when things were going well, and you were so enthusiastic and you were so passionate, uh, what God told you in the light, when things go tough and when it becomes dark, uh, you still hold on to what he said. You still believe uh, what he has said because he is not a man that he should lie, nor a, fa- nor a son of man that he should repent. He always watches over his word to perform it. He always fulfills his promises. Well, you are listening to Thus Said the Lord Online Radio. We're preaching and propagating Christ. It's our business. And um, it has been very, very wonderful to be with you and to share this uh, wonderful, wonderful occasion with you. We've really come clo- to, the, um, to, to the end of our live broadcast. It has been uh, wi- quite, quite inspiring. It has been quite great to bring this live to you and the interviews that we've had and you know the the people that gave the tributes it was really 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 awesome we would like to believe that uh, you've been inspired you've been touched you've been blessed and our aim is um, you know to preach Christ to bring Christ to you and my prayer is that God may raise men and women like Pastor Fred and Pastor Nelly men and women that are selfless, men and women that, you know, will not be afraid to give themselves off to the Lord and to desire to see people know God. His, his, his um, favorite saying, and this, this was not just a saying, but it was actually his passion was to win the lost at any cost. And he was not even shy to sacrifice and sacrifice and put his life uh, at risk for the sake of the kingdom of God for the sake of souls so that people could meet and know the Lord. You are listening to Thus Said the Lord Online Radio where preaching and propagating Christ is our business. Before we close, we're just going to get one more interview and uh, and we'll be calling it a day. Just stick with us as we're taking a music break and we'll see you just now. Apart, you heal the wounded heart. A warm- 
but you always father me. My help in times of trouble, you defeated my enemies. You always make a way when I'm against the wall. again to Thus Said the Lord Online Radio where preaching and propagating Christ is our business. It has really been an awesome and awesome time here uh, broadcasting live to you um, from the Coastlands Hotel in Umtlanga, KwaZulu-Natal, South Africa. We've really, really been inspired and blessed you know, listening to the tributes um, about Pastor Fred and Pastor Nelly and uh, the impact that they've had uh, on thousands and thousands and thousands of people. We are privileged, really, really privileged to have a few moments with Pastor Llewellyn Roberts. Pastor Llewellyn, it's actually, is a son to Pastor Fred Roberts. So, uh, if you listened in earlier, he was paying a tribute also to Pastor Fred and to Pastor Nelly. And uh, Pastor Llewellyn, thank you so much for giving us your time. We hijacked you. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Pastor Llewellyn, uh, yeah, I saw the way you were talking about Pastor Fred and Pastor Nelly, the passion that you were, you were, you were talking. You could one could see that you really, really spoke your heart. You really, really spoke your heart. But you know, um, as 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 a as a son uh, to Pastor Fred and to Pastor Nelly, who who is Pastor Fred? For someone coming from the, I knew Pastor Fred from a distance. I've been part of uh, Devon Christian Center for. A couple of years now, about seven, seven, eight years. By the time I came to DCC, Pastor Fred, you know, was already not necessarily retired, but not as active as he was. Uh, but who, 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 who is Pastor Fred? He was always um, thinking about the Church of Jesus Christ, not the building or a denomination, That's right. but people. And, and, you know, growing up and being white in a, and, and, you know, terrible apartheid. And, you know, um, he didn't agree at all. And so he was at disagreement with a lot of white pastors. Wow. Um, and so 
They said, no, there's a church for those people and there's a church for us. There's a church for those people and a church for us. Mm. And he said, no, there's no such thing. There's a church of Jesus Christ. Wow. That is the wow. only church. Yeah. And so all before, while well, apartheid was in its, in its heart. Yes, yes. Uh, and everybody um, had separate places of worship. God spoke to my dad in America, which we had left. The whole family had left and gone yes, to America yes. to, because we didn't agree with, with what was going on. Mm. And the Lord said, open a house of prayer for all nations. That's right. And, and so that's what he did. And everybody rejected him. So he couldn't go to any churches, so he, he went to the theaters in, in the city of Durban mm. and went around to the theaters and just had revival oh, after is revival. Is that the reason why they were moving from one theater yeah, to one, another one? Because, yeah. So oh, he, and, then, wow. and then the Lord opened the, uh, 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 gave him the land. He that's prayed right. and the Lord gave him the land. And so my earliest recollection was my, uh, recollection was my father praying, mm. always praying, always early in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, mm. Until the day he died, he sure. would be uh, spending time with the Lord. He said, if you can't give the Lord the first part of your day, if, if the first part of your, well, if you can't give it to him, then you can't, can't give him anything. Give him the first mm. part of your day. Wow. And wow. the last moments of, yours, uh, of your night, you know, just before you go to sleep. That's right. Say good night, you know, good night to the Lord in prayer, <laughs> and that type of thing. And in the morning, that's where he used to spend, because he said, because I asked him one day, why did you do it at four o'clock in the morning? You prepare. Pray because he used to and always used to write out what the Lord is saying, like he'd hmm. read a, a scripture or something. Okay, all okay. his books. Wow! And every day he would mark it: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then the date. Wow! So as he's spending time with the and Lord, the Lord's giving him a word he's every single day. So he was having like a conversation with the Lord. He was communing with the Lord. Wow! And then wow. going to the Word, the Lord give him a because the Bible says in Ephesians one, uh, one seventeen, it said, "Lord, flood the eyes of my heart with Your light." Yes. So that I can know and understand the hope to which you've called me. Mm. Uh, flood the eyes of my heart with your light. So I can know the inheritance among the saints. Flood the eyes of my heart with your light. Mm. So I can know the power that's in me and for me because I believe. Mm. And so he said, one of those, one of the most powerful prayers to ever pray. Because when you pray that prayer, it's the Holy Spirit gives revelation to the Word. That's right. And his was always the Word. He would never, he, you know, he would, and, and he suffered in his life. He got cancer as a young boy because he's, Parents didn't want him. My grandfather used to work night shift, so mm. he couldn't come home. And so when he got saved, his whole thing was always the Word of God. Wow. Get, he, when I first got saved, that's what he said, get into the Word of God. Mm. And so from a, a recollection of a small boy was him preaching in the church, and right. every single time he preached was always to get soul saved. Mm. He could be preaching to a f church full of Christians. Yeah. He would still do an altar call. <laughs> Give an altar call. It God. makes no difference. <laughs> At a funeral, he will do an altar call. At wow. a wedding, do an wow. altar call. Wow. If he went to go and see the president, mm. an altar call. Mm. He would speak to but the president. Every, about opportunity, every opportunity, he meant what he said, yeah. winning the lost I'm, at any cost. I, I, we were at a place called Casanova's. It's a, it's a, uh, a shop where you can buy um, suits and re really upmarket suits. Yes, and yes. so we went, I was there with him, and King Goodwill came in. Wow. And... Um, he said, hello, because he knew my dad. My dad and him had met. Mm. And so he came in there and talking to, to the king. Mm. They shut the doors and let the king and his family, and my dad was in. He said, no, let Pastor Fred stay. And he stayed and to the king. He <laughs> shared the gospel. <laughs> wow. He said, I'm saved. He said, I know, but I'm just telling you. Just let <laughs> check. Wow. 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 Always wow. for the loss. Even, you know. Um, when, when, when the day he passed, and I had the privilege, Sylvia, my wife and I had the privilege of being with him 
until he closed his eyes. Wow. And, um, that must have been a very uh, emotional... Uh, you know, he was, at that age, he was shaking. <clears throat> but as I was sitting there with him, he, he said to me, can you play that song, It Is Well With My Soul? Wow. wow. And I played it over and over again. It is well with my soul. It mm. is well. Mm. And so I played it for him. He said, play it again, Llewellyn. Play it again. Mm. And I could see mm. him looking into the distance. You know, wow. and I could wow. almost feel the presence of God in, the, in that room. And we, we was looking at, and I began to look, I'm, and you know, he was looking into the invisible. Yes, yes. And he was seeing, and a smile came on his face. The, when he used to be really happy and, and, and uh, excited about something that's happening, you mm. know, with, with the church or people being saved, mm. he'd get that smile on his face. And he was just looking into the distance, smiling. And I said to the Lord, don't, don't take him now. Let, I want to spend some more time with him. Wow, wow. And we had two hours more than two hours, sure. three hours together. Um, and he said to me, reach the lost at any cost. Reach the lost mm. at any cost. Mm. Mm. That is what the Lord has called me to do, and that is what I've done. Wow. And he said, wow. well, and you do exactly the same. Wow. Reach the lost wow. at any cost. Wow. And I saw the passion in him and my mom. There was a mm. passion always. I'll never forget to be a young boy. My mother used to play the organ. She could only play three keys. <laughs> and, and he used to be kids lying next to the, the organ as she played. And I used to think he was magnificent. You know, he had, his hair was broad cream back. He had the black suit and the white shoe. Remember those old days? He used to have the black suit and the white ties. And he would be dynamic. You know, he'd be out there and he'd be telling people about Jesus. And right, he'd be talking right, about heaven. He'd be talking right. about what Jesus has done and how Jesus came and sacrificed his life. Mm, and he loved preaching the cross of Jesus. Mm. And about mm. how, what the cross of Jesus Christ is. Yes, you, yes. That, that Jesus became your substitute. That's right. Not in your place. So mm. that you can have his righteousness. He took his wow. sin upon your, on himself. So he can give you his righteousness. Amen. So you can come into the very presence of God boldly mm. in fellowship with mm. the Father. Amen. It's such a wonderful uh, thing. And, and you know, as in, uh, uh, one thing I saw with him, and I haven't seen that with him many, is. It was never, I have to pray. I never, he never ever had the attitude, I have to pray, or I have to set aside time for God, or I have to read the Word. It's always, I want to. Wow. He always say wow. to me, Llewellyn, when you read the Word, you disc- the more you read the Word, the more real it more. becomes to you. Wow. The wow. more you read the Word, the more real God becomes to you. The mm. more you read the Word, the more Jesus becomes real. Mm. The more you read mm. the Word, the more the Holy Spirit becomes real to you. Wow. And he wow. Said to me, one day, I'll never forget, he said, Llewellyn, it's so simple. He said, the Holy Spirit is your guard. Yeah, and he will lead you and guard you into all truth. He said, mm. Don't let a prophet guard you. Mm. It's, mm. it's it's the Old Testament prophets did because there was no Holy Spirit. Mm. Mm. So the prophets led and guarded people. But he said in the New Testament, the Bible says the sons and daughters of God are led by, by the, the Spirit. Spirit. That's right. The Holy That's Spirit. Right. The prophet can uh, uh, confirm yes, what the Holy yes. Spirit tells you. Yes, yes. And so I've had many experiences like that when I was an American and and I'd pray and. I'd, and <coughs> I was, I'd moved to America and I'd, I'd been with Prophet Tim Clement. I was traveling with him. Okay, okay. And every time I prayed, we had a beautiful house there. We, I was driving an Escalade. It was, wow, uh, it was wow. fantastic. Going to the gym every day, <laughs> traveling with Kim, <laughs> meeting people from one, Washington to Washington. You know, mm. two, uh, from uh, uh, right across America, going to minister in different places. And I just didn't feel, every time I prayed, there was just like a check in my spirit. So I said, Lord, if this is you, you want me to go back to South Africa? Because my dad had come to America and he said, look, I want you to come back and I want you to, you know, to, be, a, to be a pastor. And I, was, I wasn't a pastor then. Mm. And mm. Um, they didn't know where I was going to finish. But <laughs> anyway, and so I said, Lord, you need to confirm it with Prophet Kim Clement. Because, so we were at Mark Sharona's church. 
And yes, yeah, Mike. As Kim said to me, just walk behind me because the camera, because he was getting words of knowledge. And so the cameraman was a bit close. He said, just walk behind me and make <laughs> sure that the cameraman doesn't, you know, he's leaning <laughs> over my shoulder type of thing. So I'm standing, I said to the cameraman, just keep back. But we're walking down. And Mark Sharona stands up and he turns to Mark and he says to him, you have a heart problem. And you've just been back home to the doctor. Lay hands on him, Llewellyn. So I laid hands on him. It felt like this power just shot down my hand, mm. hit him in the head. But you know, the Bible says in Ephesians 1.17, there's a power, there's a resurrection power, the same power that, that God exerted to Is raise Jesus from among the dead lives mm. in you. That's right. And so when Jesus, when, they, when the woman with the issue of blood touched him, he said, I perceive power has flowed That's from right. you. That's right. That's right. And so there's a power inside of you. There's a resurrection power inside of you. Mm. That's what the Bible says, lay hands upon the sick and they shall, they shall recover. recover. That's right. And so I laid hands on him. He flew back. His bodyguard caught him. And then I was walking up behind Kim and he spun around. And he said to me, Llewellyn, you think <laughs> South Africa is not a mistake. God says I'm tired of words, words, words. Wow. Signs, wonders, miracles. Wow. Wonders, miracles. Mm. So I had that confirmation, you know. Mm. And so I realized what my dad had told me all that time ago. It's because now you, you know because of his experience yes, yes, and yes. Uh, him ministering to people That's and right. watching them do that. That's right. And for me, it's, it's either 100% for the Lord or 100% for the devil. Mm. Don't be, because God says either be hot or, or cold. cold. Because if you lukewarm, you make God sick. <laughs> so my thing is either be a, a proper sinner. Go, go to hell. <laughs> you sin, sin well. You're going to go to hell. Go first class. <laughs> check, check the pilot out the plane. You fly the plane to hell. And when you get to hell, take over from the devil. That's what you need. To, if you're going to be a sinner, you're probably, yeah. get T-shirts printed. I'm a sinner. Yeah. But if yeah. you're a born-again Christian and you're a child of God and you're Go first a and joined in, that's right. That's right. That's right. Cooperate with God because mm. that's that's all mm. it really is for for miracles to happen in your life. Yeah. And I learned that from him. He said, just he, when I first got saved, he took the Bible and he gave it to me. And that's he took right. Kenneth Hagin's book. Because mm. he said he's down the road. He's not off on the left or on yes, the right. Yes, yes, yes. Just read these. And um, so he, w- he, he would basically, he said to me, uh, um, and so I learned all these things from him. I saw his commitment, but I saw the attack against his life as well. Mm. Mm. So I never mm. ever wanted, I, I, I'd never forget I prayed. I said, uh, I, I'd gone to Bible. I actually got unsaved. I mm. was saved, and then I got unsaved. Because mm. I, w- I went to Bible school for the first year. And I saw the hypocrisy there. You know, there oh, was no. a lot of nonsense going on and um, <clears throat> adultery and all this stuff. And the devil gets you to focus on people. Yes, yes. Instead of keeping your eyes on the Lord. That's right. So I flew back to South Africa um, after being a year there at Christ Nations. And I said, in the plane, I said, Lord, you said be hot or cold. I'm going to be cold. <laughs> and I'm just being straight with you. You don't like hypocrites. You know, you want to say, it's either all you or no you. And I can't commit that to you, you know. And I saw that my dad, you know, because I saw was a, the, the cost, it <coughs> was a cost. Yes, yes, for, yes. For, for him and my mom, there was a, a, a definitely a cost. And, and I, actually, I, I said to the, sorry. Sorry, sorry to come in because you're just moving into my other question. Oh, okay. Let me just say it and then you can flow with it. Was, what is that? Because now, you know, when we have a look at um, the ministry uh, in general of, and we look back at what Pastor Fred, you know, um, has accomplished, if I can put it that way, or what God has done through him. Uh, we look at, the glitz and the glamour because of what we see from a distance. But there was a price that was paid. In one of the um, tributes when Mom Nelly was talking, she said, when we started, we had nothing. So, can you just talk us through the price? You know, he was, he had a, somebody gave him a Mercedes, a a red Mercedes. Um, And when they were building the church, he sold the Mercedes 
to put money into the church. Mm. You never ever mm. ask people for money. Mm. Said you, if you, unless you, as a pastor, unless you are in the ministry, unless you've invested yourself, how can you ask other people to invest? Wow. They, they were wow. in a flat in, in Musgrave, just off Musgrave Road. Um, when they moved out of their house, they moved to their flat. And when they started to build the dome, um, you know, it was the biggest aluminium, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the whole structure. The roofing, yes, yes. Very unusual. You know, yes, yes. Eight-sided building and all that type of thing. So he, he, took, he sold, that build, uh, sold the flat and he put every single cent into it. Mm. But when we were growing up, they didn't, we didn't have money, but they never, ever let us see that. And my dad, mm. we used to mm. take Mark 11, 23, 24. That's so right. What, if you be, what you believe, what you say. Mm-hmm. And so every time he said, when you, and so it goes on to say, when you pray, believe that you receive. And you, and you pray, shall have, that's right. You receive when you pray. Yes, that's you don't right. receive when, you feed, when, it, when it manifests. You, exactly. When you pray, you ask the Lord to say, he said, Lord, can you supply all our needs according to you, which is in glory. You've made a promise. That's right. And that's right. you stand in the promise, you pray the promise. And that's what wow. he, he said, that, that's the reason why you get in the word, so you can pray the promise. Mm. Not the problem. Mm. You don't pray the problem. So you, <laughs> you pray, pray the, the promise. Problem, you're just putting your focus on the problem. Wow. Fear builds, not faith. That's right. So that's that right. comes by hearing the word. Hearing mm. the word. Mm. And so he said, not reading the word, hearing the word. Yeah. You can read the word and it, and it doesn't do anything. You've got to hear it. Mm. So mm. he said, just speak it to yourself. Mm. He said, people mm. might think mm. there's something wrong with you, you know, but they think you can't read or something because you like to read that loud. But he said, you've got to instill that word inside. It's got to go from your head to your heart. Wow. Because it's wow. a weapon wow. that you wow. use against the enemy. Because there's a devil out there that's trying to destroy us. Mm. There's a devil out there that's coming. His, his character is to steal, kill, and destroy. That's right. That's so right. The, one of the things he tries to steal from you is your joy. Mm. If he can steal your joy, Mm. Then the next thing he will go for is he'll is he'll kill your hope, your mm. confident expectation in God. That's right. You, know, you won't be confident in God anymore. That's what he wants. And he, he'll come and he'll, he'll bring words like because the Bible says that uh, we need to pull down every thought that rises up in judgment against God, or is a That's barrier right. between the knowledge, getting the no, getting to know God or getting to know His word. Mm. There's a barrier that the devil tries to put there. Mm. You've got to pull those thoughts down. Wow. You have the authority wow. to do that. But you can only do it with the word. If you don't mm. have the word inside of you, what are you going to pull it down with? Wow. That, wow. When, the, when the devil brings a word of fear, you need to have mm. a word of faith. Mm. So mm. when the fear comes, do you have a word of faith inside of you that you can pull those thoughts down? Because mm. mm. your battle is your mind. Yes, yes. And so all of these things I learned from him. I didn't you know, come up with them myself. I'm, you know, it wasn't <laughs> a great revelation the Holy Spirit gave me. I saw it to my, my father and mother. Wow. You know, wow. And the thing wow. is with faith too, when you believe God, especially if... if got listeners that are on business. Yes, yes. A lot of times when you sow a seed, mm-hmm. it takes time for that seed to, to be manifested that's up, right. above the ground. Yes, yes. It's still germinating. Yes, you know? yes, that's and right. We live in a society where everything we want things done Instant, quickly. Instant, yeah. We know we get upset because popcorn <laughs> takes a minute. <laughs> No, we want half, half yeah, half, you half, want half instant, food. just like this. Yes, 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 yes. And also, a lot of times we, we rely on our feelings, and your feelings are wrong. Mm. You know, sometimes your feelings are wrong. You know, when you go on a roller coaster, your feelings tell you you're going to die. <laughs> That's but right. You don't. Because, your feelings are wrong. Yes, yes, yes. Because, look, because, because of what I learned and, uh, through his ministry, I learned by seeing him. Wow. Um, every single day. What he was in the pulpit, he was at home. Mm. There was no difference. Mm. There was mm. no difference. Mm. The same man at home same man. That, that, that you see at church. Wow. So wow. there was always that love, that compassion. And, and the most important thing he wanted for his children and for our family was that all of us would be born again. That's right. In the family of God. But That's right. want to be there, not have to be there. Want to be there. You know, especially when, you, when you're a pastor's son. 
you know, there's a lot of things that you face because people think that when I was at school, the teacher said everybody had their day where they could tell what their fathers did. So I got up and I said, my father's a pastor. <laughs> and they said, oh, your father only works one, once a day. <laughs> and he takes the offering and throws the offering in the air. And if God doesn't take it, he keeps the rest. <laughs> That was a teacher told me. Wow. So the next class I went to, they asked, what does your father do? I said, no, he names railway lines. <laughs> I didn't tell him he's a pastor. So wow. I, I, I hated, I, 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 when I came back from Christmas, I said to God, I said, I'm going to be cold. Mm. And I believe you need to be honest with God. That's you know, right. You don't want to fellowship with him. Because that's why Jesus died. John yes. 17 verse 3 says this. Eternal life is this. And the Amplified says this is what it means. Mm. To know the Father. Mm. And to know Jesus. Wow. Know God. Wow. The one and only God. You can get to know Him and He wants to get to know you. That's right. And that's, that's right. the most important thing. Yes, we're going to go to have eternal life one day. When we leave this body, we're going to be with the Lord. That's right. That's right. But now He wants to fellowship with you. Wow. Now He wants to talk with you. Wow. And wow. you know, for me, the, I saw the passion of my <clears> Father. <throat> when, I, when I realized how much Jesus loved me. Because I was away from God for many years. Mm. I only got saved when I was 40. Mm. The rest of my family were all saved. And so I was in, the, in, in dealing in drugs, prostitution, um, all those things. I mean, I steal from my mother and father. I hated the church. Where I am at the Lombra now, Lombra Christian Center, I would only go to church twice on Mother's Day and my mom's <laughs> birthday. And I would always go there with my firearm because I was doing business, drug business. Or sure, business. sure. And so I would go to the church and i never forget was during my dad had a lot of um, uh, people, but was my dad was getting uh, opened a house of prayer for all nations, so everybody was welcome. And there's some people that didn't want to be a house of prayer for all nations; they wanted to treat people different. My dad, mm. said, everybody's welcome to sit in the front seat, the back seat, wherever you want to sit. There's no special seating for anybody. Wow. There's no wow. Greek, there's no Jew, wow. there's no male, there's no female. We are all wow. the same. We're all new creations in Christ. In Christ. Wow. Wow. I'll never forget this God here white guy with a big bushy moustache and I walked down my mom said I'm keeping you a seat and so I just done a deal before church <laughs> so I, said, I, I said to my partner I've got to go to church otherwise I won't disappoint my mother you know wow and so I go then it's mother's day <laughs> but every time I came to church my dad would try a new evangelical trick to try and get me saved oh you know, okay you know they would say all those who, 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 who want to give their life to Jesus stand up and then otherwise you say all those who have given your life to Jesus sit down and then do in general. So as I come down, this guy comes, he says, You go and sit, yeah. This is this is a special season for Pastor Nelly and, and her family. So I said, So, I didn't so know he, he, he didn't know you. He didn't know who I was. Oh. I just come to church twice. Oh time. yes, 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 yes. Every time I came. Because I said I'm gonna be cold. I'm not gonna play the fool. I said to God I'm gonna be cold. So I I, I was cold. I, I, yeah. I didn't I didn't go to church for any other reason than my mother. Mm. And so when my dad saw me, he started preaching. But as I went, as I went down the aisle, this guy came and I punched him. And he flew up and he landed on the altar. Same place where I preached today. I punched the, the, the elder and the deacon down the, down the aisle. And then I, I would come to church and my dad would, it was another time I came. And my partner said to me, listen, if you're going to go to church, go quickly. I said, I've got to go. And he knew my mother too. Okay. My mother was, you know, everybody knew that she would... Uh, if I was anywhere at a nightclub or something, she'd come and look for me when I was younger, you know. Mm, she mm, wasn't afraid. Mm, mm. But um, so I'm sitting there and this, my dad did this evangelical thing. He says, turn to the one next to you and ask them if they want to give their lives to Jesus. So anyways, this skinny white guy was next to me, long blonde head, pimples on his face. And young guy, 
and it was and it was cold, but he was sweaty. I'm thinking to myself, no, don't ask me. Don't ask me. I'm the wrong person to ask. And I see him gathering his, his strength to, to ask me. And he turned to me and he said, do, do, do you want to give your life to Jesus? And I opened my jacket and I pointed Ooh. at my gun and I said, do you want to see him? Yeah. And he said, no. <laughs> he want to see him. So I said to him, and my thinking was this, you want me to give my life to him, but you don't want to give your life for him. Wow. I said, do you want to see him? And he said, no. If he had said to me, yes, I'll, I'll go and see him. To me, that, it, it, the way I lived at that time was, hey, when you have somebody sold out, yeah. prepared to die for, for this message. And that's mm. what I was always looking for. I was always looking, looking for realness. Yeah, you know? yeah. People that are genuine. Yeah, and the thing is that the devil will always, the Bible says the God of this world has blinded the eyes of the unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the glorious that's God. That's right, that's and right. And you realize, and I, did the, uh, I learned this through my dad, there's a demonic force that blinds the eyes. He said, before you, pr- we, before you, do, uh, you preach, there is a, the Bible says that we have been given authority. Jesus said, behold, I give you authority mm. wow. to use my power. That's basically what he said. I give you permission to use my power. That's right. That's right. Tread upon serpents and scorpions and, mm. no, and, and, uh, uh, tread upon, uh, and over all the works of the darkness. And nothing shall by any means harm you. He's you. given you yeah. that authority. And so you, you pray against <coughs> that spirit that's blinding their eyes. And when I went to London and uh, to England and I went to schools, I, I put it into practice. Everything wow. I heard from him, wow. I put it into practice. And it worked. And it worked. Praise God. You, Praise you God. You're somebody that's had experience. That's right. They've been there, it's, 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 they, 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 they've been there um, going to go and preach in, in places like um, uh, Kormashu. And we, he, he, there, he, it was a tent crusade and he yes, fell off yes. the stage. His whole head was cut to pieces. He cracked his skull. And the people in the church, they said, if he's prepared to shed his blood for us, we're going to listen to him. Because wow. he was a white guy. Wow. And yes. During the, 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 the time. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. It was, a, it was the only church at that time that was as a house of prayer for all nations. They even had a secret police coming there. My dad mm. was arrested. Mm. Um, all of those things. Because he said, no, this is a house of prayer for but all he nations. He still carried on. In, he uh, carried on. All his friends left him. All the pastors left him. Mm. Every single one of his friends. He, my dad said, this is a church of... Christ. There wow. is no black white wow. black church. There is no white church. There is no Indian church. It's a house of prayer for all. all Everybody's welcome. Any mm. religion's welcome. Wow. And I'm wow. going to talk about Jesus. I'm going to talk about the cross mm. because that's what changed his life. Wow. And so he wow. shared what changed, and that's what he shared with me. Yes. You know, yes. And I only got saved. Um, really gave my life to the Lord because yes, yes. I'd, I'd 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 accepted Jesus Christ, but it was really out of fear the first time I ever did. Mm. Because I had a terrible experience with <coughs> drugs. I had an overdose. And so mm. the ground opened up and I saw hell and I could smell the, 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 this demonic force came up and everything else. And I just tried to say Jesus. And as I said Jesus, it closed. But my mother had been praying for me. My, mother and for, my father oh. fasted for 40 days for me. Sure, you know? sure. So, and, and this thing closed up. And, and out of fear, I gave my life to the Lord. Mm. But fear will only hold you for a while. You have yes, to see yes. the love of mm. Jesus Christ. Mm. And wow. so I'd eventually got to a place where you know, I wanted to give up. Uh, I was going to commit suicide. Mm. And I, mm. I looked at them. I'll never forget the flat was empty. I'd been making a lot of money with drugs and I had women and all that type of stuff. And I looked out the window and I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cocaine myself to death. I'm committing suicide. I'm going to come and stand before the throne. I'm going to tell you to your face, you're a liar. You've never loved me. I was molested in your church. All mm. these different things happened in the, church of, in the church. And so you're not a God of love. And this friend called me. Him and I used to run drugs and used to do stuff together and firearms and, and he called me he just got saved and he said i just want to tell you i care about you 
And it was like so, it's something, and also the prayers and, and, and the seeds that were sown in prayer mm. of my mom and dad, the prayers of my mom wow. prayed, the prayers wow. my dad prayed for wow. me. And I just heard this voice that said, just call my name one more time. Just call on my name one more time. Mm. As I headed back to the table, so I bought all these drugs. I was gonna, I, if I was going to go, I was going to go high. And I was sure. genuine. I was genuine in my heart. I was going to tell God to his face that I never experienced love. Because mm. I was always looking for that peace and jo- the love, peace, and joy that the Bible That's had right. promised. That's right. And so I just heard this voice say, just call my name one more time. And I said, Jesus, our son of David, have mercy on me. And I fell on my knees and I f- this wind just blew through this flat. Mm. It felt like wind, but it washed me with water, like water. Just this water of love. And I just realized how much he loved me. Mm. Mm. And then he gave me an open vision. I saw Jesus being tied to the whipping post. And this, wow. And, and him just being whipped and his body being torn apart. Wow. So that I could wow. be healed. I saw him going up to the cross uh, with a cross over his shoulders going up Golgotha. Mm. And how these men uh, were th- held down on the, on the crosses, those two thieves, screaming. Wow. And these men were holding them down and smashing the nails into them and tying them down. Mm. And Jesus, when they turned to him, he just lay himself out. Wow. If somebody can love me that much. Like that, yeah. You know, so I ran up. And my, my parents had left the country because I was such an embarrassment to them. I was on investigation for murder. Mm. I was on investigation mm. for a whole lot of criminal activities. And so they'd left the country. And um, so I got up there. I got home and, and I, I just, I need to know the word. Because I'd seen mm. my father in the word. Yes, and that's so right. I knew the word. I, I was... You know, I'd, I'd, I'd gone to Bible school, but then there was like 20 years at Paul, you know. <laughs> so, I never knew really anything. And I was, and so, I, I knew that the word had value. I knew yeah. there was, so I just took it, he had eight, eight track, um, eight millimeter, I can't remember the eight, uh, eight track tape or something like that. And I, with the Bible on, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, and I just put that on. Mm. And that's when I, that's where I realized, because I was involved with, I, I used to have a girlfriend who was a witch mm. and dealing witchcraft she used to throw the bones and just sure, all these incantations sure. and all that type of thing and so this fallen angel came into the room and um, said give me yourself spirit, soul and body and I'll give you anything you want you know that I can and I knew that this, 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 this spirit was powerful because it felt like I was just being held down and even in my mind I had no control and mm. Mm. I, it, I just in my head it was just saying fall into the blackness when I'd given my life to the Lord, I heard this voice on the inside of me. You know where you're recreated when you're born again, your spirit yeah. man gets recreated? Yeah. And right there, I heard this voice, gent- the most gentle voice I've ever heard. It said, Llewellyn, just use my name. Mm. Just use my name. And then linking with what the, what the Holy Spirit was saying within me right. to what, my, what I've seen my father do and That's my mother right. do. That's right. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, whose I am and who I serve, I command you go. And this thing just ran. Mm. Mm. And I got up, and there was such an anointing that came into the place. I was just, uh, and, and I was so excited. I lit a cigarette in the door. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, and then that's how I got saved. And then wow. I got and, and, and I just heard this voice say, you've got three cigarettes in your pack. Finish And I never had three cigarettes. Wow. If you're a smoker, you have three cigarettes, but you've got another pack yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And so I smoked the last cigarette at 5 o'clock. I'll never forget. And I flicked it over the balcony, and it went down. I said, goodbye, dear friend. I'll never see you again. Yeah. Wow. No, and then I said, Holy Spirit, tell me why. Yes. Because what happens is he's the spirit of truth. That's right. So he'll re- even at, in, in early stages of my walk with God, mm. is, as he leads you and guides you, he tells you why. Yes. And so yes. I'd seen people dying from cancer, emphysema. never affected my smoking. I would still carry on smoking. And then it was almost like I, I said, Lord, I love smoking. Smoke 
secrets are always there. When I'm sad, they're there. When I'm blessed, they're there. When I have supper, they're there. When I have a drink, they're there. They never let me down. They always mm. pick me up. <laughs> Why do I have to get rid of this? And then it was like the Lord said to me, because you, what happens is when you smoke, you open the door for emphysema to come in. You're actually killing yourself. That's right. So what happens is not God that punishes anybody. It's you open You're the door yourself. so this enemy can come in. And so I said, no, I'm never going to let the enemy do that again. And so I just, I just I said, Lord, what do I do? And so many terrible things. And so I, I actually had a, a, a demonic problem. And I was, so I just so, what do I do? So just, in, I just said, in the name of Jesus, everything spirit that I've ever in, yeah. I've been involved with, you spirit of pornography, you spirit of alcohol, you spirit of drugs, you spirit of this, That's whatever. Right. That's I, right. I said, Holy Spirit, you tell me. Yes, and yes. I started began to cough, and my mouth just salivates. I ran to the toilet because I thought that's where the devil needs to go, is the toilet, you know. <laughs> and um, then I came Flash and, mouth. and I said, and, and I just felt this because when he when when he when he touched me, yeah, that day when I, when it, that wind came through and felt like water, I, it, it washed me like water. This love, it was this love that washed away the fear. Love washed away. And while I'm uh, while this is happening, I, I went outside in the veranda again, and I'm standing there, and I said. Okay, how do I get filled with the Holy Spirit? And so I just, it's, I just ask me, and I'll come. Because mm. he's mm. not a wind, he's not a cloud, wow. he's not wow. an essence, he's a person. Wow. And so I said, Holy Spirit, just come, and I just breathed in. That's on. right. And all of a sudden, this peace and joy that I've been searching for for so long, that my father had told me about, my mother had told me about, that I'd never experienced. Yes, yes, and I yes. searched for drugs, I searched everywhere to try and find this peace and joy. It mm. was right there all the time. But the devil had deceived me and blinded yeah. my mind. So I couldn't see what my father saw. I couldn't wow. see what my mother saw. Wow. I wow. couldn't see it. But when I experienced it, I just want yes. to tell everybody about wow. it. If wow. you give me this peace and joy. Yes. And my yes. father had that peace and joy. That yes. it, it wasn't a, 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 a... When I used to see him reading the Bible at 4 o'clock, I said, Why, this guy, there's something <laughs> wrong with him. You know? But, yeah. you know, it, 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 and then when I... When I it, it, everything that changed for me was when I saw his love for me. Yeah. And a lot of times... Just realize your own value. You mm. need to see the cost that was paid. That's right. For you. Right. That's right. The cost the father paid, the sacrifice he made. He for made. God so loved the world that, that he, he gave. gave. That's right. His only begotten right. son. That whosoever believes in him shall yeah. not perish but have everlasting. Pastor Llewellyn, I see the passion in which you're, 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 you're taking it. I'm excited about it. And we're really excited about it. Can I know, it's... it's, it's it's just I know yes. that he is so real to me, wow. and he's what I searched for, what I, yes. I spent millions on, mm. uh, on drugs. He's in a moment yes. you can receive from him. Can I just ask you that as we draw this to an, to an end because of time, for you to pray um, over over our listeners and just just pray. I liked what you said earlier on that uh, you know the the devil had blinded me yeah. um, from seeing the truth, even though. You know, my father, uh, Pastor Fred, was there and, you know, preaching the truth, trying to get the truth to you. But the devil had blinded you. Can I just ask you to pray over our listeners that those scales will fall off their eyes. Amen. And um, for them to encounter the Lord. So I want to encourage those who have been praying for loved ones. That's right. You know, the Bible says, pray in accordance to his word. Amen. And so, I'm going to pray that prayer, but also... We need to pray for a harvester. Because a lot of times we can't reach our own family. That's right. Because, you know, they know you. Yes, They yes, know yes. they grew up with you. They, they the say, prophet is not accepted in his own yeah. <laughs> So the Bible says pray for a harvester. Yeah. Somebody that knows what they're doing. That's right. That can reach. Wow. And then come against that spirit of blindness. Because mm. there's a spirit that blinds their eyes. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. know if you realize that when you speak rugby to somebody or soccer, 
They'll talk to you. If you mention the name of Jesus, you can mention Every God, picture. but if yes. it's Jesus, then you're yes. specific. Yes. The door shuts. That's right. That's right. So let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we thank you thank for the Jesus. sacrifice that you made yes, by giving us God. Jesus. And if you gave us Jesus, you'll give us all things. Yes, Lord. Not just the things that just you don't just fulfill needs, you fulfill our needs. Yes, Lord. What God. we need every single day. Thank mm. you for the this is a day that you have made. We yes, will Lord. rejoice and thank be glad you, in it. In the name of Jesus Christ, I come against every spirit of blindness mm. and deafness. Mm. It comes against those so that they cannot see the light of the glorious gospel. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. I've humbled myself under the mighty hand of God, and I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Take your hand off them. The Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. I come against you in the blood and in the name of Jesus Christ and command you to loose them. Let them go. Thank and I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will shed the light of thank God, the light of the word, the light of truth yes, abroad in every single heart today. Thank in you. Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow, wow, wow. Well, there you have it. It is Pastor Llewellyn Roberts who has just been sharing with us, you know, um, uh, basically his, his experiences. And I can see we can go for it for you for hours and hours and hours and hours. Pastor Roland, thank you so much thank for your you so time, for and thank you for giving us your time. We hijacked you, but you were so, you were so gracious. <laughs> amen, amen. Thank you so much. You're listening to Thus Save the Lord Online Radio, where preaching and propagating Christ is our business. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope you've been inspired, and you've been blessed by what you've been listening to. Thank you.
Welcome once again. You're listening to Thus Save the Lord online radio, where preaching and propagating Christ is our business. Thank you so much for tuning in and for staying with us. We're broadcasting live from like, the Coastlands Hotel in Umtlanga, KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa. We hope you've been blessed throughout our broadcast, the tributes that came through, you know, uh, where we're celebrating a man and a woman who sacrificed so much to follow the plan and purpose of God for their lives. Uh, here we're doing our last interview before we actually close our broadcast, our live broadcast. We're with Mrs. Uh, Bianca Rohan. And thank you so much for giving us your time. Um, you know, we hijacked you, but you were so kind enough. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I just want to ask, you know, what, 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 what impact um, did the, the life and the ministry of Pastor, Pastor Fred and Pastor Nell have on your life, you know? Um, how, how, how did you get to maybe to know their ministry and what, what impact did it play on your life? Uh, Lazarus, this morning I was so emotional as I was just remembering the impact of, the, of Pastor Fred's yeah. and Nelly's faithfulness wow. um, on my life. And it started, you know, a soul is, is a family. When a soul gets saved, a family yeah. gets saved. And my, we grew up Catholic, and uh, we were very blessed in the Catholic Church. But my mom did not come to church with us. Mm. And my mom had a lot of heartache that she was dealing with, and that affected us at home. It affected us um, in how she would show up and, and just her emotions in the home. And we were four little girls mm. with a mom who was hurting. Wow. And my aunt invited my mom to go with her to Pastor Fred's church in DCC, um, Alhambra. Mm. And my mom started visiting with my aunt. And something happened to my mom. And my mom started changing. And she started healing. And uh, she went back to work. And that changed life for us as a family. Mm. Mm. And so when I look at Pastor Fred, he he changed my family home as a little girl wow. growing up. Wow. Um, as a teenager, I went away from the Lord. I rebelled. And um, my mom used to constantly invite me to please come to church with her. Mm. Please come to church with me. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, they were building the dome. And my mom used to scrimp and save on her housekeeping money so that she could help Pastor Fred and Nell build the dome. Mm. And she had so much faith in what they were doing. Wow. And she went and wrote our names down on the floor of the dome. Wow. I remember when uh, people say writing yes. their names. Wow. And uh, eventually she managed to convince me to go to church with her. Mm. And I remember coming to the DCC dome for the first time. And everybody was smiling as I arrived. Wow. And they were shaking our hands. And they were, you know, happy to see us. <laughs> and eventually I had to smile by the time I got to the front because... <laughs> Everybody smiling. smiling. Wow. And I remember, um, you know, just the worship and the preaching and Pastor Fred preached. And I remember I was just crying and crying. Mm. And I was embarrassed because Mm. it was like layers of grief were leaving me. And I was just crying. I could feel the presence of God all over me. And I just knew I wanted to go back. Mm. And at the time I was dating, so he was in the Anglican church, and he said, no, 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 we're going to get married in my church, we're going to go to my church. And I did, but I was significantly different. There's something that happened to me. Wow. Eventually we got, found ourselves back there at the dome, mm. and um, that is 
we've we've ne- we've never been the same, yeah. Lazarus. Sure. Jose and I ended up growing in in the ministry. That's right. uh, we ended up um, being uh, going to eldership and eventually being ordained as pastors. Wow. We wow. ended up moving to Cape Town and working with Pastor Neville and Wendy as well. Yes, so yes. we got the full kind of experience of the ministry and wow. the legacy of Pastor Fred. Wow. wow. And um, wow. it's made us care about souls. Mm. That's that's Pastor Fred's DNA. Pastor Fred, you Jesus <laughs> and souls. <laughs> yes, and yes. I and it's given us such a discernment for what is true, mm. Mm. and 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 not what is fake and what is false, because right. he was so true. Wow. The other thing that may I remember is that uh, Pastor Fred, you know, I started this business school, and it was under the headship of another ministry. So Pastor yes. Fred called me. And mm. tell me about this business school that you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and he said to me, now you tell me what's right for South Africa and what we must birth here. Mm. Mm. Just that mm. apostolic pioneering, yes. you know, what does, what, do this, what does God want for his people here? Wow, wow. Don't copycat. Yes, yes. But what yes. does God want to birth for his people here? Yeah, yeah. We can take the meat and leave the bones, but... What does God want for these people here? Wow, you know, wow. and I'll never forget that. I will. I will never be a copycat. Yeah, yeah, I will always depend on the Lord for what He wants to birth for His people Amen. because of that deposit that Pastor Fred placed in our lives. Amen. What? What? Um, I mean, you've you've experienced, as you've said, you've experienced different aspects of the ministry um, where where His ministry is concerned. But what what is what what highlight can you share with us? Maybe just just one. Uh, experience that you know it's will remain with you forever that is you can remember it as clear as as anything so the one miracle that i have to share uh, we've experienced many miracles many miracles but the one that i have to share was when i came on staff at dcc i left a corporate job i came on staff and when we moved from being pew warmers Mm. to being active in the ministry, all hell broke loose against us. That's always the case. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the things that happened was that my seven-year-old little boy's finger got cut off. And Mm. all my son had wanted to be was a guitarist. Yeah. And his finger got cut off to the top knuckle at home. Wow. And I had to rush him through to hospital. They did a skin graft. It failed. Mm. And the pastors and everybody at DCC prayed. Mm. And um, we stood in faith, and Daniel's finger grew back in 30 days with wow, the nail. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Only God miracle. can do that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Under the supervision of uh, uh, two doctors, wow. one was a Hindu, one was a Muslim, wow. who said, what church do you go to again? The wow. Jesus Dome. <laughs> well, surely this is a miracle. Wow, wow. We really thank God. Mrs. Rohan, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. We hijacked you on your way out, but you were so gracious enough to give us a little bit of your time. We really appreciate it. Just want to ask if you can just pray for our listeners, you know, for those who maybe who need a miracle in their lives, you know, um, the kind of miracle that you've experienced where your son's uh, finger grew back, you know, maybe it is someone who, who's lost hope. Mm. Um, they, they, they are in a desperate situation, maybe it's where their, their job is concerned or their businesses or their marriage. Can you just pray for God's intervention in their lives and that they will encounter the Lord, you know, and, and they will experience God's miracle because 
I mean, that's one of the things that Pastor Fred, um, you know, experienced. And as we were listening to the tributes and interviewing some of the people, they tell us on how um, one man was saying he was in Kenya with Pastor Fred and they had a meeting where over a million people were in attendance. And when they were leaving the meetings, um, there were wheelchairs and crashes all over the place because people got healed. Mm. And can you just pray that and for people to encounter God and those who need miracle to experience that in their lives. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for Pastor Fred and everything that he taught us. We thank, thank you, you for his God. legacy. We thank you for Pastor Nelly, Lord thank God. You, Lord. And their faithfulness, Father God. Yes. Every single person who has put their hand to the plow yes, and have God. worked to, Lord, to build the kingdom of God, we yes, thank you for Lord. them, Lord. And for all those that are listening right now, Lord God, I just pray, Father God, for a harvest. Yes, a great God. harvest on every good seed that they have sown. Yes, Lord. Lord, your word says that you are good. Your word says that you work everything out for the good of those who love you and yes, are called according God. to your purpose. Yes, your Lord. word says, Lord God, that we should not worry about what we're going to eat and what yes, we're going to wear. Lord, because you even, you know what we need, Lord, and you are faithful to supply it. Thank you, Lord. So we stand in that today, Lord God, for whatever need those listeners have, your listeners yes, have right now, Lord. Thank you, That Father. their minds are aligned with your word. Yes, Because Lord. your word is true. And, Lord, I come against every lie that the enemy has told them that has taken root, Lord. Mm. I come against every blockage, unforgiveness, um, sin in their life, Lord thank God, you, Lord. that may be holding them back. And I thank, thank you that Lord. you expose it now, Lord God, yes, my so God. that, Father, there is an open heaven over them. And today is the day of miracle for them, Father God. And I thank speak you, it. Yes. I stand in agreement with them, yes, Lord. Lord. I thank you for open doors. Yes, I thank you, Lord God, for finances. I yes. thank you, Lord God, for healing. Thank you, I thank Jesus. you, Lord God, for restoration of yes, relationships. I thank you that children will be saved. Yes, I thank you that children that are away from God and, yes, and spouses God. that are away from God have a prodigal mm-hmm. experience and they come back to the Lord. Thank you, and Lord, we just speak it because we know it's your will. Yes. Because we saw it in your word. Lord God. So we come into agreement with your word, Lord. You, Lord. And we thank you, Father God, for the testimony. Thank in you. Jesus' yes. mighty name. Amen. You, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Mrs. Rohan. We really appreciate your time. <laughs> and amen. You are listening to Thus Save the Lord Online Radio. We're preaching and propagating Christ is our business. Well, we've come to the end of our live broadcast. It has been wonderful, wonderful to bring you this uh, celebration. We really enjoyed it. I am inspired. You know, I've learned quite a lot of things that I didn't know about Pastor Fred and Pastor Nell, and it has been such an incredible time. So, thank you so much for tuning in, and we've come to the end of our broadcast. May the God, may the good God bless you. We trust that you've been blessed, and then we're expecting to hear miracles of what the Lord has done in your life. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye bye. <laughs>